0: You see the final result. It's closed now. It's all done. You want oh, to find the. Oh, I didn't see the final result. No. WQAM ten thousand five hundred and forty-three. <laughs> the other guy's three thousand twelve. We You're a regular this.
1: mayor daily.
0: That's correct. We only won by <laughs> seventy-five hundred and thirty-one votes. That's classic. Well,
1: you know, you know why. I want to
0: thank Joe Rose or whoever dropped off that email from your friend Alan Brown yesterday because it was so obvious. That's that <laughs> they were loading it up, loading the damn thing up, and the emailing, and all whipped up to a frenzy, and let's crush QAM. So I figured, you know, and I looked back at your friend Greg Kotex in the Herald, what he had written, and about, uh, he chatted you up. And remember this a few days ago he wrote that? Yeah. He says, it ain't a scientific poll, all right, it's just for fun. We have built-in safeguards to discourage ballot stuffing, but if either station wants to lobby for votes on air or do whatever or do whatever they can, so be it. So that was like an invitation, obviously, for those guys to, like, do the uh, daisy chain email thing. And so, yeah, we did whatever we can. We rallied our troops, and we got people out there and uh, whipped them up to a frenzy, knocking on doors and whatever. And also the individual races, too. Let's see. Mad Dog beat uh, Joe by 137 votes. You were third. La Bastard, you beat him by a long shot. And then the least favorite, he even beat you by a mile, which you usually get that distinction. But... He had five ninety nine. You had four forty eight. Sid the kid had two thirty five. Pretty uh, weak for a guy who's only been on here about ten minutes. And the the big O, rock solid. Only one oh eight. That's because he's on when people are still sleeping. But nevertheless, so we sure kicked their ass. Okay, we crushed the uh, ticket. Yeah, ripped it up. Thanks to into you, a million little pieces. So you're going off to Vegas now, huh? Yes, I am. Well, don't I lose too much.
1: I have to do a television show tonight, and then uh, Sunday morning I do the pick from Caesars.
0: Great temptation okay. to gamble
1: there. The, there is <laughs> <laughs> gambling there too. Now let me ask you: Is the beast not going with you to Vegas? No, I don't take him everywhere. I'm going to oh. Windsor tonight. I've had enough of the beast. Five, well, four days it. in a foxhole. Now, when you're going to Windsor,
0: does that mean you're going to the strip clubs, or you're going over there to gamble?
1: Yes. Both. <laughs> Both.
0: Uh huh. I can just hear it now. Wheel of torture. I can hear it now.
1: My finger's oh, gonna hurt gosh. in the morning. Yeah, I'll bet. But it was. Uh, we had a good week of shows here. Beast did a great job, and I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. As opposed to some hosts who didn't appreciate him so much, they didn't know what they had. The beast is. Uh, the beast is a is a diamond Are in the. You rug. starting again? Do, 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 do. Are you starting up?
2: Beast didn't oh, send me a New Year's card.
1: No. loan <laughs> Oh him.
0: Yeah. I guess it cannot be told to the world, and we don't have to have Clarence coming in giving people dirty looks. Zach so that crashes across the street because somebody wanted to oh, fire it off his Guys show. A I mean, I we, huh? Guy's a coconut. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there
0: you go. All I can say is... Do, 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 do. Yeah.
1: Well, great job
0: by you, Neil. Yeah, I think so. I'm glad that you recognize it because the rest of the station is still oblivious. They don't even know there was a poll, you know? Yeah. They don't even know what's going on.
3: We don't want to. We don't want
1: to. That's okay. By the way, I also want to
0: get something done, do it yourself.
1: I also want to thank Todd Kelleher for the updates this week because he's the only guy who wasn't mentioned when Mo left the station. Yeah. And
0: uh, Todd Kelleher. Hey, i got news for you. They were like uh, at at crossroads right there at the end, man. They were like uh, right there getting ready for the big duel, (laughs) the big shootout.
1: Moose is really good. Because
0: where was the love? Don't you remember that deal that day? Where's the love? Where's the love, Todd? (laughs) Don't you remember that? Yeah, that was another Uh, one of his psychotic episodes. I I don't think there was, even the janitor I think he probably had some episode with, yeah, talking about coconuts. uh, At least he was consistent, I'll say that for the molemeister. Everybody hated him.
1: I'm I'm sorry I got you
0: started. No, don't be sorry, it just happens to be true, I mean, it's just the way it goes. You know, the guy made his own bed, and anybody that uh, doesn't want to understand that is just a hard ass, you know. We invited him into our family with open arms and legs, and he turned around and just uh, started with a Ginsu knives, man, stabbing everywhere he could. By the way, Defoe, nobody wants you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Wow. well, listen. Have a great, uh, safe flight. Hey, you have a good day, and, uh, and tomorrow morning you I... I'll be up and early, and I'll be at him again. Wheel of, tor- I mean, they got all these other games that could, pro- should probably, that Monte Carlo uh, spin to win, and all this other stuff. Oh. Uh, the beast can tell you, man, it's addicting. I think we should file a class action lawsuit against <laughs> Merf Griffin. Okay. And Pat and Vanna.
1: He's got plenty of money.
0: That that spin symbol is uh, addicting. You look at it, it's like uh, hypnotizing you. Am I right?
1: Yeah. You're, there I, you go. I will not
0: hit, leave a
3: machine until I get a spin.
0: And leave a machine. And even if you win and you want to put in a few, you play your credits out, I'm going to put another 20, another 40 until I get another spin. And then the spin, of course, is like 25. Okay. Bastards. That's Pat and Vanna for you. By the way, congratulations. They both just turned 95. <laughs> no, you know, they're almost They've as been old as we are. on that show for about
1: 40 years. Listen now. to
0: me. They're almost as old as we are. She's 57 and he's 59.
1: But wouldn't you like to have that kind of talent that she knows? Yes, I'd, that like to wheel have, and you get I'd like to have money. his
0: talent and his money, okay?
1: Yeah. Well, you're not doing so bad.
0: I'm doing fine. I have no complaints.
1: By the way, uh, I want to thank uh, Shai and Colt, too they've been working very hard this week. We had a good week of shows and
0: Well, thank I uh, appreciate
1: it. Yeah, we needed them. Yeah, was.
0: you guys needed it to counterbalance everything else.
3: We don't yeah. wanna. We don't wanna.
1: What a you bunch gotta, of wusses we got! You got to rise above. That's, what That's we, right.
0: I did rise above, and I, as always, did. when the push comes to shove, yours truly, I, uh, you know, I rallied up the troops. You while saw the other people. guys were just laying down, for you, a know, you, know what? To run you know, I
1: had we had a uh, last night. I had dinner with Rich Dalrymple, who was a Dallas Cowboy PR guy, who uh, used to work in Miami, and he, we told Sonny Hirsch stories for about an hour, mm-hmm. and just l- laughing. You know, Sonny was really such a great person, and so. So, uh, yeah, really a, a lot of laughs to be around. He had a lot of he had good humor. Yeah. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. You liked Sonny.
0: Yeah, Sonny, I worked with Sonny long before you did.
1: Yeah, that's worked right.
0: I Sonny from the day I came to town on uh, KAT. Yeah. Right.
1: All right. Well, and you quick, have a great Christmas day.
0: was an understudy.
1: Thanks for your major contribution to the And American Joe Fru- time was and doing the news. Time. And by
0: the way, Joe's still dead, I'm sorry to say. Listen, have a safe trip, and I'll uh, see Thanks. you on Monday.
1: Talk to you. I'll talk to
0: you Wednesday. All right, like I said, I'll see Bo on Monday. See you Wednesday. Okay. Don't lose too much.
4: Hi, this is Red Deer Randy Moeller. Atlantic Coast Mortgage is the only mortgage company in South Florida at the same location since 1982. Why would you deal with someone else, one branch, and ready to help serve you? If you want a free cruise, don't call them. If you want it to rain on a sunny day, don't call them. If you don't want to pay closing costs, don't call them. If you want free it with Straight Talk. Call them at A Atlantic Coast Mortgage. In day, call 305-944-0733 or in Broward Palm Beach at 954-987-8077 for A Atlantic Coast Mortgage.
2: If you missed the Hammer's coverage of Super Bowl 40 in Detroit, you missed it. Big joins us. Matt Hasselbeck was a, a jerk to his teammates, to fans. He's been a, a wise guy. Holmgren said to us, he says, get yeah, up Why, you bastard. Give Grandma and Grandpa the gift of today's hottest music with Senior Bob. I got no. I think she's a gold digger. And comes back, but do you with the broke. She's Senior Bob features the greatest hits sung by the greatest generation. I walk this empty strip, on the boulevard of broken hips. Senior Bob covers all your favorite artists, like that whippersnapper Eminem, those tattooed Nancy boys Blink One Eighty Two, and those brazen young hussies, the Pussycat Dolls.
3: Don't you wish your late wife was hot like me? Don't you? Well, don't you? Up, I
2: can't, Senior Bop is not available in stores that the van from the nursing home drives to. So call now. That's
3: where I want to retire! retire. retire in
0: WQAM, hello.
5: QAM. Yeah, I
0: already heard this. What? Yeah, this sounds familiar. It's like feedback. Like instant replay. Let's go to the videotape. Turn it up a little bit. Come on, we can't hear it. Hello? Hello?
5: Yeah, hi. I want to find out what the over-under was on the, on the Super Bowl. Yeah, we
0: we'll do you an over and under? Okay, my foot up your ass and you out the window. That's the over and under. Get out of here. Jackass. What a moron. Hey, that ties right in with our poll today, doesn't it? Yeah, Isn't this is supposed to be a fact. sports station? Aren't you supposed to give us information on the Super Bowl? How could anybody care about anything else besides getting drunk and just you know, passing out on the floor watching what the Super Bowl? What else is there? I don't, I don't know if I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. I don't have any interest in either one of those two teams.
6: How do you not Are watch you the Super Bowl, though?
0: I beg your pardon? Yeah, I'll, I'll show you how.
6: Well, I know he doesn't, but how do you not yeah. watch the Super oh, Bowl? Oh,
0: I'll probably watch it, but I just, I don't know. It all depends. Maybe I'll find something better to do, like pick my nose. Or someone she
3: else. takes the fish! There you
0: go. <laughs> Man, did we crush the other guys? I think we're going to crush QAM. I got news for you, Alan Brown. You diddled with the wrong guy. Let me just tell you that right now, okay? And thanks to whoever brought that, uh, Joe Rose's boyfriend, whoever brought that email in yesterday, because that's what set me off. That's what made us determine that even without the help of some of the other wimps we got on this radio station, that we were going to kick their bloody ass, as well deserved, okay? And like I said about fake facts from the chronic from Cocoa Beach who sent that garbage in yesterday who doesn't understand ratings at all, uh, for them to be giving us any uh, kind of a lecture on ratings or success or anything, or listeners, when they got mostly oh. over the history of their station, they got, like, cheers. Oh. They got two bogus months in there with a few wire diaries when there was, like, a, you know, minimal return of diaries. And right away, oh, we're kicking their at you. Talk yourselves into it, okay, Alan Brown. And Joel Feinberg, talk yourselves into that big success. Even Joe Rose knows that that place blows. Oh, it's got kind of a nice ring to it, don't it? Joe Rose knows that the other joint blows. And if it weren't for Greg Reed lying to him so much, Joe would still be around. And by the way, Gildy, I I was in here the first couple minutes uh, checking online, making sure we were kicking their ass, and I heard a couple minutes of Gildy. Oh, Greg Reed's in the building, looking real stiffy. Nice to see Greg here. No, it's not. Go away, Greg. Don't you get the message, Greg? Go away. Don't go away, man. Just go away. Go sit at home and read the funny papers or have somebody read them to you. WDQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Good morning to you. Buenos hey. dias.
5: Tell oh, that faggot it's 47 and not to bother you anymore.
0: Okay, thanks. The over and under is uh, 147. And don't bug us, you jackass. People gambling on ballgames. Boy, you got to be some kind of a moron. Don't you have to be a moron? No, don't, 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 don't. Ron? no comment. WQAM, WDQ- hello. Hey, what's up, Neil? Yes, sir. What's going on, huh? Yesterday, uh,
5: I just happened to see a big blob of smoke. I thought, uh, the people across the street were going ablaze there.
7: Yeah. They're on fire, all right. They're flaming.
5: Tech? Flaming! Yeah, can I get, get two special requests, here? Because I got an obnoxious neighbor. I want to crank my radio up and you can play that Eddie bit, like maybe like around 12.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: And uh, the other one was the, uh,.
0: I uh, forget the one where the guy. Was <laughs> okay, he forgets the one. <laughs> okay, I'll probably forget that too by about twelve. That's a long ways away for an old man like me. Five. Six, I want to take forty million calls today because I feel euphoric. Like you know, we came through. Don't. Yeah, I've learned my lesson for sure this time. Don't look around to the other folks on this station to like uh, you know compete or you know go out there and like uh, duke it out. Uh, put our best feet forward or our best toe forward.
3: We don't wanna.
0: We don't wanna. Fine. Okay, I can handle it. We got this gigantic oozing audience, most of which is a non-sports nerd audience. We we'll get to that. We got that poll today, and it's perfect for the uh, Super Bowl weekend too. That, that's what mm-hmm. inspired me about it, because I just because because I have nothing but revulsion for sports nerds. You know, big yeah. hockey fan, big Patriots fan. Other than that, they can take all of it and jam it, including baseball. But so it's not that. And of course, I used to be a big baseball fan too. So it's not yeah. that I've never been into sp- spectator sports. But I mean, sports nerds. Which we have way too many of those around the QM building. Hopefully, that'll be one thing Joe Bell will do—is he'll like bring in a, some kind of a, uh, you know, those things where you go panning for gold. What do they call those things? Like pans. A, no, you know what I mean. They're called pans, and you use them. To no, not for pans. Gold. I'm talking the, about where you're not not oh, panning yeah, for. the
3: sieve. That, no, not
0: that either. Where you go on the beach and you metal detector oh, things. Oh, okay. You know those magic wands? They are metal like,
6: detectors, yes.
0: Right. That's uh, what we need. Bring in that wand to detect the sports nerds. The O.J. Simpson lickers in our building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you're laughing. You know it's true. You know who I'm talking about. The people that got O.J. posters up on their wall. Oh, O.J.,
6: oh,
3: you're so great. Can I please sniff your jockstrap, O.J.? Can yeah. I
0: sniff your old uh, Bruno Mali
6: shoes, those ugly-ass shoes? You don't need a metal detector to find them in the building. You just
0: wait for people to show up. Oh. You mean like Gary Sarner?
6: WDQAM,
0: hello.
5: Hey, Neil, how you doing? Happy All morning, right, Pally. To yeah, you hit it right on the head. The Super Bowl is boring.
0: Yeah, it usually is. Once in a while, it's a great well, game. A couple of years team. ago, it was a hell of a game, but nobody watched it because they were all whipped right. up oh, about uh, Janet Jackson and their boobies. What?
5: How big is his job strap? How big
0: is his underwear? Yeah. How right. big is his back?
3: Enough
5: already. And mm-hmm. in,
3: closing,
5: yeah, in closing, see you. W- <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? All right. Uh, let me give you a head start. com. I'm surfing last night, and there's this show called The Outdoorsman. Have yeah. you heard of it? No. Bunch of guys go out into the woods drinking, and then do all these different uh, contests. Mm-hmm. And as they're picking their teams, I'm sitting there watching this with my wife. And as they pick the teams, they, these guys start hugging each other, and then they you know got excited. The guy jumps on another one, wraps his leg around him, and they fall back over the tent. My wife looks at me and says, "It's a cake. club, you moron." <laughs> Well, <laughs> broadsweighandbears.com, they sell a DVD it. That's DVD a one,
0: you moron. Excellent.
5: Check it out. I, I sat there with my jaw. I couldn't believe that these guys watched it and then want to actually sell a DVD of these guys. It, I swear those, to Those guys, are it.
0: guys who shower a lot back at home, believe me, together. They shower a lot together. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a guy who never takes a shower, especially the people that go to Woodbine and can smell them. But uh, people that shower together, guys, there's something really gay about that. And those are generally the sports nerds, you know? Yeah. Because Al was right about that before they put him in Rikers Island and destroyed his life. Pretty sad. 12 minutes after 10 at 560 WQAM, we got Curtis Stevenson at 2. Eddie Kay for the Mad Dog from the Yenta Center at 4 o'clock. And anticipation of tonight's uh, tr- trashing. Panther preview at 7. The Panthers against the Atlanta Trashers at 7.30. Atlanta's hot men are on fire. They are good. They're kicking ass. And then after the hockey game, it's Lenny Martez and uh, Troy after the game. You ready for that? Nope. And, of course, we got all the big uh, Super Bowl uh, festivities this weekend, which... uh... (laughs) Man. Six o'clock. Look at the Sunday schedule. 6 p.m. to 5 a.m. Sporting News Radio. Because the the Super Bowl's on. So, basically, we give up. We surrender. So, as opposed to putting alternative programming on, because we don't have any. So we're going to go on from 6 o'clock in the evening till 5 in the morning on Sunday and just put the uh, crap on because we know we'll have a oh! share. That'll be, you know, that'll be about the time we can get right down there with those other guys and have a zero share. Trial, Scooter Libby trial set to begin January eighth, two 2007. Boy, that's a long ways away. And, of course, you'll notice after the congressional elections this yeah. fall, just conveniently, see that? Yep. Hey, when you're shopping for shoes, you know... Oh, God.
3: I like to go fishing inside the shower store. slip as I go swishing and splatter off the wall. I bend over, over, try to wave in at my face. But I'm much too small, like tiny things all the way Why My fingers on my legs. When showers, good my way. I like a golden shower. Eggs work, drink, and spray. Taking a golden
4: shower.
3: I like a golden shower. I use the trickle down theory before I start to scrub. I rinse off my wee wee. With a pair of looper gloves Glowing on my toes Makes me feel so wet and wild. Screaming <laughs> is a scream oh. When I paint myself in my Aren't you glad that I am style? When they throw showers Turn my way I like the phone in the shower It's work, it's work.
0: Cube. 1017 at 560 WQAM. Happy Friday, February the third. So, anyway, uh, well, I'll save that for a minute. Alan uh, Brown and the final result. they closed it down. I guess they finally conceded. Didn't you see like they were waving a white flag down the street? Is that what they were waving? Yes, they were waving a white flag. So, Barry Jackass this morning says, and I forgot to mention this with a humper. He had to rush out of there because he had the uh, plane to catch to Vegas to go plunge his guts out. Mm Mm-hmm. Very jackass in the middle, and uh, uh, Jim Sarney has nothing to say this morning. Three pages of nothing on the Internet. WQAM considering how to replace 2 to 4 p.m. host Howard David. Yesterday asked Jim Maddich about his interest in working 2 to 6 p.m. instead of 4 to 7, though no offer was made. I would consider anything, but I'm very happy with the job I have, Maddich said. I uh, left it at that. We'll keep talking. I'm not convinced it's their number one preference or my number one preference. uh, You know what that means? No. Well, why wouldn't it be their number one preference? Of course it is. Somebody better convince him a little uh, more uh, sternly. You know what I'm saying? Drama, clear. Mohauer Howard David had said yesterday he hasn't decided on his next career move. He hasn't decided on his next movement, but when he decides to let it go, you'll smell it. So there you go. Nice going on. He's getting paid a couple of months for going away. By the way, Zach Krantz is over there across the street because of him. Who has the least self-respect? 1,585 votes on the poll yesterday. Colin Powell. 260, the man with that vial. I hate this poll, 254, and I would agree with that. It was a really sucky poll. But we were, listen, we were we were following Greg Kotex's That's instructions right. there. We were whipping up the troops and get them all out there doing their thing, huh? Yeah, we're working Got all on the, the precinct captains the going. And kick their ass, Alan Brown. Kick your ass. Paris Hilton, 220. Courtney Love, 213. The Democrats, 193. The QM Sports Staff.
3: We don't wanna.
0: One twenty-seven. You know how we got that sign on the wall that says "Just give us the F and money" as yes. the motto of the sales department? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the motto now for the sports department.
3: We don't wanna. We don't wanna.
6: Well, that's not right. We don't wanna implies that they know what they don't wanna in the
0: first place. Well, no, what? No, it's an open-ended deal. Open-ended. Like no matter what it is, uh, they don't wanna. There's nothing but we, uh, we took up the uh, cudgel form, Whatever a cudgel is. The QM Sports Staff. One twenty-seven. Matt Fudge. He's got ninety-three. You're very Talk about no respect. How do you look in the mirror when you shave it every morning, Matt? Self-hating queen. Ron Jeremy, 73. And by the way, Tom Cruise is still in the closet with John Travolta and with, uh, what's his name? Nellie? No, not Nellie. R. That Kelly. Nellie, <laughs> it was R. <laughs> Kelly. Rhymes with Nellie, yeah. <laughs> that was great. And then I watched the one uh, with uh, the Virgin Mary bleeding out of her eyes. Ron Jeremy said, my favorite was when the Pope walked up yeah, that was Yeah,
6: with the dark rings around his
0: eyes. Yeah, that nah, was a beautiful Pope. <laughs> Ron Jeremy, 73. Jack Abramoff, 57. Jose Consacco, 45. And Ileana Rosanna still cavelling from, oh, Jose, this book was so bad, but you're a nice Cuban boy, and so we'll look the other way. Yeah. Your mama. Robert Downey, Jr., 29. Alan T. Brown, 21. 21. How do you like that? Alan Brown from uh, downtown, from right across the street. We're off the block and down the road where Grandma Boone hangs it out. That is a panic. Okay, here's today's poll. And, again, it's uh, in anticipation of the Super Bowl, which we're going to be hearing the overs and unders and your predictions or whatever else not. I don't care. Whatever you like. Whatever you like. Started the weekend kind of a, uh, well, actually, Tuesday we had a great time because that's when we started uh, getting into this poll thing, you know, for fun. Mm-hmm. And a little diversion. Uh, and uh, see, if we were working on a real radio station where people really had that kind of like gung ho spirit, that competitive. The, other than Miguel, did anybody come in here this morning? And, and you notice the beast was chortling and chuckling when I give the final <laughs> results there with Hank. See, they congratulated us on uh, doing a big job there. But uh, you would think that the rest of the radio station would come in and said, man, what a job. You know, that, that's incredible. What a joke. Yeah? You know, I, I told you and you thought I was kidding. You told me what? That
6: no one else is still aware. That, that the there was any the pool. pool. That there was, is, was, ever, anything going oh, on that we were talking about a war in grape. Iraq, or that you're on the They earth. crushed them like or an elephant stepping on Gilbert's grape. It's the game, baby.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, there's the pool. How much of a sports nerd are you? 588. And you people, not, for example, it says, I'm a fan, not a nerd, 191. We don't believe you. <laughs> How do you like that? We don't believe you. I mean, I'm not saying that everybody who's a sports fan, like me, for example, or Josh, is a, a sports nerd, but I think a lot of you are in denial. Right. Like all these silly, these embarrassing people. Oh, well, you know, this one talks about that, and this one's got all the right guests on, and they, oh, please, give me a break. Like, like, like I told you, because they got all these twenty four seven like ESPN one two and a three and uh, all this other crap to fill up. So now every time somebody plays a game of any game, they play like bocce ball. Even those kids that were doing that backyard wrestling thing. <laughs> yeah, they have a press conference when they're done, so they can show their injuries and well, I'm going to be I'm going to be out for a couple of days, but I'll be back next Monday. And uh, uh, yeah, oh give me a break, <laughs> dumb dumb jocks sitting in front of microphones. And of course we got a lot of, a lot of that on this station. Dumb jocks sitting in front of microphones and, about, and of course across the street. How much of a sports nerd are you? I'm a fan, not a nerd. 191. We got 588. I think we got a shot at 1,000 today, don't you? Yeah, we do. We got a shot. It's not a, it's not a given. It's not a done deal. And this audience may be exhausted from all the work we've had them do this week. Thanks, by the way, to everybody who voted uh, four or 500 times. Thank you. I have some interest, but not big time. 180. Now, that, that would be indicate to me like a normal person. I think I voted for that. I hate everybody, 53. <laughs> I just put that in there, knowing it would do nah, very well good. in South Florida. Yeah, because we also got I hate this pool, but I hate everybody even did better. I hate everybody. <laughs> 53. I think I hurt myself. I hate this pool, 31. I'm a total sports nerd, 31. At least they're honest. I hate spectator sports. About 30, man. I love to shower with the guys, 24. I think I know every one of them. I have no interest 18. That was George's. vote. he just right. don't he's not interested. Okay. Don't Not going to watch no got game nothing to do with me. Sunday night. He don't even know there it's like the rest of our station with that pool. You're the same way. You don't even know there's a game Sunday night. That's right.
6: It's like they are with everything else in the world.
0: Who's playing in the Super Bowl, George? Come on. I don't know.
6: Come on. I'm telling you I don't know. Think about it. No. You
0: can't Only only for gambling purposes 15. That Hank must have voted for that. Is there anything else besides sports? 10. And I'm a Jackson for a seven. Oh, come on. Those all came from inside our building. Didn't they? I bet the water Nazi voted for that. Oh, now eight. She just voted again, 601. Yeah, we'll get to 1,000 today. Okay, let me just... I don't want to, like, dwell on this. We wasted a lot of time this week. It was a lot of fun. It was aggravating at times because the rest of our crew... They didn't want to. that's okay. That's all right. Don't do anything a little bit different. It might, you know, throw you off your uh, routine. Now, that's why it cracks me up, these people. Oh, well, Inea Rogers is so old and stale, and he's been doing the same sorry act for a hundred years. Yeah, right. You want new and exciting, baby. You want somebody that's right in the trenches there kicking some big bloody ass. This is where you'll find it, as opposed to. And. Yeah, yeah. Same old jazz man. Just like Liza Vanilla said. Jazz man. Yeah, same old jazz man. Jazz McKay. Hey, buddy. What do you used to say? See ya, yeah. belly. Oh, not, he didn't say Pally. Just because he was big and fat, don't throw him into that
3: Hiya, pally. into
0: that category with that swill, that walking swill head. So anyway, yesterday morning for anybody who was out of town or sleeping or you know, whatever you're doing, maybe found a life yesterday. So Joe Rose or somebody across the street dropped off a copy of an email from Alan Brown, the vice president of communications. To make a long story short, it was an email to everybody who's ever worked over there at seven ninety, uh, the janitor, his uh, girlfriend, his wife uh, anybody who like, ever went to elementary school and graduated or not. And uh, it's just got eight million names on here from uh, Zach Krantz and Jonathan Zaslow and Mark Hockman and Kevin Rogers and Hockmanish Kane-Chinick and Kurt Murphy and Jeremy Peltz and uh, uh, Stugatz, John Weiner, all these people. And Alan Brown's message to these people as he started this daisy chain, it's dated Tuesday at 1.23 uh, p.m. This is after I put our station out to an 800-vote lead, very comfortable lead. We were crushing them. Because we got our people to vote, that's all. Which wasn't their idea. Greg Kotex, who's in bed with them over there, the whole Herald is in bed with them. In fact, everybody that works there must take the Herald to bed at night. You realize that? I did not know. Also into the throne room, they have to wipe their... ...with the sports page from the Herald. Anyway, Alan Brown says, Greg Kotex is doing a web poll on Radio Wars and saw... Radio Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Joey Reynolds all over again. He is looking for your favorite and least favorite host. Please vote and let's crush... The QAM. Here's the link. And there's the link. Signed, Alan T. Brown, Vice President of Communications. Sports Talk, 790 the ticket with his uh, phone number, his email, his shoe size, his uh, size, everything on it. So after the break, I'll give you the final tabulation. And and let me say it again. Greg Kotex said, it's just for fun. It's not scientific. He says, we have built-in safeguards to discourage ballot stuffing. But if either station wants to lobby for votes on air or do whatever they can... So be it. And I noticed that uh, it's closed. The door is closed. The pole is closed. The door is closed. Even the uh, goofball comment lines are closed. So
1: how
0: do you like that? And we kicked their gigantic. There ought to be a line of people at the door right now saying, thank you guys for making those fools across the street look like the clowns that they were there. Wouldn't you agree? No comment. Let's get an objective comment from Josh Cordes there. Wouldn't you agree that they ought to be kissing our ass, that we uh, single-handedly did this? Yeah, they should. Yeah, they should. And like George said, they don't, they don't even know what they were talking about. They don't have a clue. And then was my name, other than on the comment line, and like about 4, 95% of those comments, because it was just a peen contest, uh, my name wasn't even on the poll. No. The Neo Rogers show was purposely not mentioned under the guise that, well, it's not a sports show. Okay, whatever. And still, we took, we grabbed the cudgel. We picked up the ball. No. Nope. And we, uh, yeah, we did. And we ran with it. And those guys around the rest of the building, they're too worried about whether clearance can get through the day without an emotional breakdown, you know? About who's going to empty his bag.
2: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560-KAM.
3: something and it's pointed at me. It's an Uzi. It's an Uzi, It's an Uzi, Oh no! It's an Uzi. It's an, Uzi. It's, an Uzi, it's an Oh no! It's an Uzi, it's, oh, Uzi, it's an Uzi, It's an, it's an, Uzi, it's an oh, no, If he shoots that gun, my life is done. Oh, it's an Uzi that soldier's got. It's an Uzi and I might get shot. Like a war zone, all we've got is some sticks and some stones. He's got it's a noozy, it's a oh no, it's a noozy, it's a it's a oh no, it's a noozy, it's a noozy, it's a oh no. We better run before he shoots that gun. Oh, it's a noozy that soldier's has got. It's a noozy and I might get shot. I'll
0: tell you what, we'll give you like a hundred little pebbles, some stones, and you can either like, you know, skip them off the water, or you can like throw them at us, and then we'll like (coughs) blow your uh, crap away with an Uzi. How's that? That's fair. It sounds kind of like what we did to the other guys uh, in this poll. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the final numbers, okay? Your favorite uh, sports talk host, Jim Mandich, 589. Joe Rose four sixty two. The Humper three hundred and seventeen. And coming in holding up the rear as usual, Dan LaBastard, only two hundred twenty six. That is embarrassing.
1: Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah, Least hate. favorite, even not... more
0: embarrassing, Dan LaBastard, five hundred and ninety nine. How do you like that? The Humper four hundred forty eight. Sid the kid, Rosenstein Kranz, uh, whatever his name is, Berg, two hundred thirty five, and the big O, who is rock solid only one hundred eight. Then the final tabulation, the part that really counted, okay? Your favorite uh, station for uh, sports, WQAM against 790 the Ticket. Okay, which, which one do you like the best? QAM, 10,543 votes, 790 the Ticket, 3,012. A very tight race, right down to the end. And then it got to be so embarrassing that they finally shut the whole thing down. A difference of 7,531 votes. Pretty tight, huh? <laughs> even, even the Bush people couldn't have fixed that election. So there you go, Alan Brown. I'm delighted that you inspired us to get back in this in spite of the I don't want to guys on our station who are a bunch of wimps. It's okay. Now, did Clarence come in there and say, boy, that's really fantastic? Huh? Huh? Did Joe Bell come running in there and saying, boy, you guys really uh, kicked their ass and uh, congratulations on a fabulous job. Uh, Leave it to you guys. Sorry, I was looking, huh? Murray. Come on. Anybody come in there and, like, even recognize our, the audience's fantastic efforts here? Miguel. No. As you mentioned earlier. No. See, this is why we get depressed. Now, why do you allow me to do that? Well, I don't do know why you get depressed. Why I do I expect depressed. that? Why do I expect that? I don't know. Even... I don't know. Get, I you, mean, at, le- le- at le- le- least Miguel was aware, and that's because Miguel uh, listens to the radio. Yeah. WQAM, hello, and owns one. QAM, hello. QAM. We hear your breathing. We hear gargling. Uh, yeah. WQAM, hello. That was Alan Brown. QAM, hello. Hey, Miguel. You hello. Know,
5: Okay. Hey, uh, is boxing? I guess boxing is a sport, but that's the only thing I watch.
8: Yeah. What about
5: just one sport watcher?
8: Uh,
5: kind of
6: lame. You're only a part-time fan. All right. Uh,
8: that was I George again. <laughs>
6: see, there goes George I'm with that crap. Well, of well this guy likes watching guys. Yeah, George, games. who asked
0: you? Yeah, who asked you? You're a stupid-ass. I want a...
6: ultimate fighting challenge. Mm-hmm.
0: What is it?
4: Yeah, where they like, kill each other. Yeah.
6: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no have on here. Okay.
4: Uh, that, that is
0: a possibility, though, for the pool if we want to round it out. Uh, I'm only into one sport. Yeah. It could be water sports. i watch the Ultimate uh, Fighting market.
6: Challenge. That's not really a sport. It's just a brawl.
0: Will you listen to me? So, Let's just
6: add that on there. All right. Uh, I'm a already one doing sport,
0: it. I'm a one-sport nerd. Or one-sport whatever. Then, no, that's legitimate. Sure. Like this guy. He's only into boxing. Some people are only into like, uh, cricket and I only crochet. watch one sport. Some people are like only into, like, uh, wrestling or uh, whatever it might be. Backyard <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> yeah, choose carefully. WQAM, hello. Hi. Yes, ma'am.
4: I just wanted to say that you normally say that a lot of women listen. Well, I'm a
5: woman and I listen. Really? Yes.
0: Don't let the word get out.
5: (laughs) Okay.
0: They'll come and drag your ass away. Thanks, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, how do you like that? There's a lady. We got a lady. that will be something, man. Now, I'm sure that they're lined up and they're waving at you saying, yeah, thumbs up, huh? Right. Great job, guys. Ten thousand five forty three to three thousand, and in the newspaper it's going to look like we are just just smearing them guys. It's the old smear and smear, and no recognition, no party, no banners, no balloons, party favors, no nothing. You know, one of those one of those things that I don't even know if they still use those silly things. You like a whistle, you blow into it and that little thing goes uh, spinning up and yeah, way. sure I don't
6: know those, what do uh, they call it. I don't know party whistles things. Yeah,
0: party whistles. you unfurl. blow and it like stands up on end. Yeah
6: uh uh-huh. noisemakers no man
0: yeah it's you know just, what i'm saying listen, not that
6: they still don't know that a poll took place somewhere
0: oh come on nor you're do they care of no, you're just or no, 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 does, the does party anyone
6: of people care people nor does anyone care what you're saying right now inside this building i see
0: wdq
5: hello uncle Neil. yes sir the momeister's new under battle underwater basket weaving class is really good i think you should
0: okay good Hmm. Just got to task you if this guy's uh, looking for a basket. There's no question about that. W D Q I M. hello.
4: Yes, good morning. I'd like to get on your poll today. Yes. Um, does this have anything to do with movie theaters and disciplining your little guy? Yeah, yeah, there we go with him again.
0: Disciplining your little guy. How about disciplining your ass? How's that? Pathetic, huh? You know, this guy's still there, though. That's good, after all this mm-hmm. time. We're delighted that you're still listening. Movie theaters. Yeah. Yeah, let's get that on there. That's a favorite sport. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Okay.
4: Neil, did you ever get the movie American Splendor? No. I recommend oh you haven't seen it yet, huh? No. Uh, it's a great I saw movie. It's called the
0: Splendid Splendor, the Ted Williams story.
4: Oh, uh, it's a great movie. Paul Giamatti is great in it. Yeah. I got a, I got another movie I wanted to recommend to you. Like, okay.
1: Um, a Face in the Crowd.
4: Didn't see it with Andy Griffith. It's about media. With Andy Griffith? No, but Wait, wait, wait! It's, 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 it's very uh, applies to today with the media and how a rube can rise to a position of power in the country.
8: Yeah. He's nothing
4: like on um, you see on the TV show. He's like Rubble a real. Rubble. He's a real Rubble. mean sob. Actually,
8: court.
0: you never saw Andy Griffith and the George W. together, so it could be the same guy. Well, now that you no, it could that. be,
4: but this was like from It With Walter Matthau and um, Wow. Uh uh, Pamela uh, Neal, uh, what's her name?
0: Patricia Neal. Patricia
4: Neal, Patricia Neal. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a great. I didn't
0: even see it. I know a, who it is. A great movie. I know my Neals.
4: It's a great movie. What is it called, I, A
0: Face in the Crowd? A
4: Face in the Crowd and American I Splendor. I think you would love both of them. Thanks, Pam. Have a good weekend, Neal. You tell. Bye-bye.
0: We love that uh, whatever it was. five six seven 560 pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Alan Brown calling in there a couple calls back. Don't take it personal now, Alan. We understand that you're crushed that your ego's been wounded, that you thought that we were just going to steamroll over a bunch of wimps, and for the most part, you would have. But, WQAM, hello.
5: Hey, George.
0: I beg your pardon? Who
5: am I speaking with here? Who are you calling? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm used to getting to uh, I figure it's George. We don't have
0: any intermediaries on the show, sir. We don't go through that silly ass. Uh, uh, where are you uh, calling from, gotta... and what's your name, and what's your shoe size? Uh, we don't go through that crap.
5: Well, I was tuning into the uh low rated station and uh shaving and uh I uh there was another dispute over the air. Yeah. Uh but this time it was O J between a guest, uh Mike Francesa, I don't know if you guys know who that is, but yeah, apparently A Rod A Rod, Mike Francesa said all of them are on the air. And O J came out with the question of uh asking uh A Rod if you know does he get aggravated with, you know, with the questions when he's not having any success on the field, things like that, because you got hosts, sports show hosts that never played the game, et cetera, that, you know, criticized and that never played the game. So mm-hmm. Francesca came out with the point and said, listen, it's a sports talk show. That's what we do. And uh, O.J. just kept talking and participating, talking all over him, I yell fast, and he walked out right on the air. <laughs> and everybody went on the air. Sid went after him, chasing after him. Oh, my God, we've got to take a break. Yeah, Princesses didn't even come back on the air. Excellent. Even Thanks for the good news, Where
0: well, A lot of people keep walking out, including the audience, on that crap. That O.J. McDuffie, is he a broadcaster? No. Does he belong on the no. air? He makes Lenny Martez sound like Walter Cronkite. But other than that, well, that was uh, mildly amusing. And, of course, George is in a coma now. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Six, uh, 657 votes. How much of a sports nerd are you? I'm a fan, not a nerd, 214. I have some interest, but not big time, 201. I hate everybody, 56, as in Q, 56. Have the party favors arrived yet? I hate this poll, 35, total nerd, 35. I hate spectator sports, 33. I love to shower with the guys, 26. I have no interest, 21. I don't wanna. Only for gambling purposes, 15. Is there anything else other than sports, 10? I'm sure that Clarence voted that. I'm a jock sniffer, 8, and I only watch one sport, 3. And I have a feeling we know which one that is.
2: This is Neil Rogers. Welcome. This is 560
8: Q A N. Tonight, on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story, he was the first British soldier killed in World War One. He was John Parr. <laughs> This was the theme song to an 80s brat pack movie. What's this about World War 1?
1: Uh sorry. We did a quick internet search and Wikipedia had a guy named John Parr down as the first British soldier killed in World War 1. Great. Anyway, we used up the budget before we noticed the mistake. So, we got you someone to interview. Who? Um the oldest living relative of uh John Parr, the uh <clears throat> First British soldier killed in World War One.
3: Hello, Sonny. Everything all right then? Oh God. Well, let's get on with it. Oh, I remember young John Pa. Yeah.
8: This song was a big hit from the St. Elmo's Fire movie soundtrack. Did you ever mention what it was like meeting Emilio Estevez and Rob Lowe?
2: Hey, of course in those days, the butter was rationed. Oh man.
8: I imagine you have many stories about Demi Moore and Ali Sheedy.
2: Oh, now that's a tale to tell. Really? Have you seen me teeth? I think I left them with a the nice young lady.
8: Dear Lord, I don't suppose you know. What is St. Elmo's Fire, anyway?
2: Why, it's a phosphorescent glow produced during a thunderstorm when the air between the clouds and the ground becomes electrically charged. Everybody knows that, you bastard.
8: John Parr. After that one song, he did die in the pop charts. So I guess that's close enough. It's a big, juicy, sopping, wet like a show business. Tonight, on Inside the Behind.
0: 10.45 at QAM. So, anyway, this story, did you see about the uh, deputy shoots airman after 100-mile-hour chase? Yeah, they, in, they were uh, thrown it up. The about
6: 20 times. It's about 20,000.
0: Uh, 20, uh, thousand this is one of the worst stories I have ever seen in my life, and they're showing the videotape. Even Warren right. Wolf the can't believe it.
6: Yeah, well, the guy was a Julio, so he had it coming.
0: Oh, I see. A videotape released Tuesday shows a sheriff's deputy shooting an unarmed Air Force policeman who recently returned from Iraq as he appeared to obey an order to get up off the ground. Get up, get up, and he got up and okay. Mm -hmm. KTLA-TV broadcast, and we've seen it 4,000 times in the last 24 hours, a 40-second clip that said came from a Chino resident who videotaped Sunday night shooting which followed a 100-mile-an-hour car chase, which, by the way, he wasn't driving. Senior Airman Elio Carrion, 21, was listed in good condition at Arrowhead Regional Medical Center in Colton. He was shot three times. And the chest ribs and leg, his father-in-law, Ernesto Paz, told KTLA. Remember that song, Shoot Three Times? Remember that? Yep. Tony Orlando. And Dog. State and federal investigators are reviewing the case. Carry-on was a passenger in a Corvette that Mm -hmm. crashed following a brief chase. Amateur photographer Jose Luis Valdez told the AP that he made the video after the car crashed into the wall in front of his home. KTLA air-taped the videotape early Tuesday, then distributed it later in the day. The dark, rainy picture shows on lying on the ground next to the car, talking to a silhouetted officer who is pointing a gun at him. You know what kind of luggage he brings with him when he uh, travels, by the way? Samsonite? on Oh. on supports himself on one arm, and his face is brightly lit by the officer's flashlight. Carrion is heard telling the officer he's unarmed, he's in the military. At one point, a voice is heard saying several times, Get up, get up. on says, I'm going to get up. As he rises, at least four shots... Are fired, and the on collapses, crying out in pain. Shots fired, shots fired, somebody shouts. In a, tele- a telephone interview conducted in Spanish that's said after the shooting, Carrion asked the deputy, why did you shoot me if you told me to stand up? The alleged exchange cannot be heard on the video. The deputy, whose name was not released, was placed on paid administrative leave, a routine procedure in officer-involved shootings. Carrion wasn't charged with a crime, although the incident remained under investigation, according to Sheriff's spokesman Robert Hainall. The driver of the Corvette, identified by authorities as Luis Fernando Escobedo, 21, was arrested for investigation of felony evading. Carrion and Escobedo had left a party at the home of Carrion's parents to drive to a store, said the airman's wife, Mariella. A woman who answered the telephone at the mock home of Carrion's parents said they were headed to the hospital. Nobody wanted to talk. They were mom. An Air Force spokesman, Lieutenant Frank Hartnett. I wonder if he's kin to Gabby Hartnett. Or Josh Hartnett said carry on is a security officer at Barksdale Air Force Base in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. Carry-on uh, joined the Air Force in January 2003. Recently returned from a six-month tour in Iraq heart and it said, this is a guy that went over there and risked his life That's for his right. country. At least he was told he was being doing that. I've Put his life on the line. He comes back to L.A. and bada-bing, four shots. Because I guess he didn't get up fast enough or because maybe he did get up. Right. Chino is about 40 miles east of Los Angeles. Isn't that the kind of pants you wear to work Chino's? Every day was a silly-ass fax? Uh, what about that movie somebody just... Oh, uh, uh, Facing the it. Crowd. Okay. Do I really want to read this or what? No, it's just, uh, you know, put it aside. No, I don't want to do that. Beat I want to get it. to it right now or forget about it. I noticed that whoever sent this uh, magic marker their mm-hmm. name out on top of This is a regular faxer by the way. I can tell by what says, iodine on the top. Remember the other day when it smelled like iodine in here and it turned out my computer was frying? That was not good. Yes. Watch out for that worm, by the way. The worm is uh, turning. We'll get to that later. It's not doing anything, but the worm is turning. A face in the crowd. This is an Amazon.com editorial review. More timely now, perhaps, than when it was first released in 57, Elia Kazan's overheated political melodrama explores the dangerous manipulative power of pop culture. It exposes the underside of Capricorn populism, and exempl- as exemplifying the optimistic fable of grassroots punditry, Meet John Doe. In Kazan's account, scripted by Bud Schulberg, the common man pontificator Andy Griffith is no Gary Cooper-style offshocks paragon, promoted to national fame as a folksy TV idol by radio producer Patricia Neal. Griffith's Larry Lonesome Rhodes turns out to be a uh, megalomaniacal rat bastard. The film turns apocalyptic as Rhodes exploits his power to sway the masses, helping to elect a reactionary presidential candidate. Oh, a right-wing reactionary. The parodies of television commercials and opinion polling were cutting edge in their day. Facing the crowd was the network of the Eisenhower era, and there's some startling near-documentary sequences shot on location in Arkansas. An extraordinary supporting cast, led by Walter Matthau and Lee Remick, helps keep the energy level high, even when satire turns shrill and unpersuasive in the final reel. There's an interesting parallel in Tim Robbins' snide pseudo-documentary Bob Roberts. Both these pictures have almost as much contempt for leanings in the audience, lemmings in the audience as for the manipulative monsters who heard them over the cliff. Well, I, I can understand that. All right. People are sheep. The masses are asses, et cetera, and so on. That's good. Sounds interesting. Nothing wrong with Bob Robbins. That was good. Remember that in the end? Oh, and by the way, uh, Donnie Darko, he dies in the end. Yeah, that's what I heard. 687 December. votes on our poll. Oh, there you go. There's that uh, whole deal about Scooter Libby. Trial that next to January 7th of 2007, seven, long after the off-year elections. Those the midterms. Because then you'll be safe. Then we find out that Carl Rove was into it up to his armpits and Bush and Cheney and all these other uh, crooked glam. Duke Cunningham. Duke, Duke. How much of a sports nerd are you? Don't we have that uh, bit or I just dreamed that we did that? What bit? Duke Cunningham. Huh? I don't know. We do have that bit. We don't have it. Duke, Duke, Okay, I'm going to play that. Well, I haven't played it enough because we don't hear anything about any more of that. You notice that? We keep hearing all this other baloney about the big Bush comeback. His approval rating is only 39% now, but the big comebacks coming. in. And, yeah, right. How much of a sports nerd are you? I'm a fan, not a nerd. 224. You bastards. 696 vote. I have some interest, but not big time. 214. I hate everybody. 62. I'm a total nerd. 37. Most of those from inside our building and across the street. I hate this pool. 36. I hate spectator sports. 33. I love to shower the guys. 28. I have no interest twenty three. Only for gambling purposes fifteen. Is there anything else other than sports ten? I'm a jocksniffer eight and I only watch one sport, six. Almost seven hundred vote already. Taken it and turned it right around. Now you know, and wouldn't you think? No, you wouldn't think. I'm sorry. See I I just I, I continue being stupid. I continue being stupid because parents keep taking you aside and having these uh, heart-to-heart chats about, you know, Neil and about uh, what are we doing wrong and why is he pissed off and hate me like poison. And and, then you explain it to them and then they just continue being indifferent and oblivious, you know? And he gives you a song to dance about an email that I haven't only got a half of. They seem to be having some email problems both in sending and receiving in that station now. The one email I sent uh, they never got and the other one uh, I get uh, like uh, two lines from it. Even uh, the fat-ass governor's daughter can do better than two lines. Without even trying, with her hands tied behind <laughs> her back. That's sad. Five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singular wireless lines. The telegrams are coming in of congratulations. Nice going, you guys at QM. You stuck it to Alan Downtown Brown and also Joel Feinberg and his daddy's money over there across the street, trying to put you guys down, Alan Brown. WQAM, hello. Line one, mark it down. WQAM, hello.
5: QM. Yep okay ready leave watch sports to avoid
4: my wife and children
3: uh-huh
6: that's what strip clubs are for man
0: He only watches sports to avoid his family mm-hmm. I'm not we're not putting that on there but I, we understand now see there's there's something for you George start thinking about it a lot of like hot like sports like cars, said, man that's
6: what strip clubs are for oh and adultery WQA and Hulls w- like a- a- on Biscayne Hello
5: w- M- 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 yes. Uh, Neil, I was thinking when you were talking about that movie, The Brokeback Mountain. They should have probably named that one uh, "Blazing Saddles." Yeah. You don't think so?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's an old cocker that just wants a little pet on his head, and you're making all kinds of sounds. You know.
6: I was laughing. Those were no, laughing you were not. Things.
0: You were laughing at him. You were like saying, "Boy, how pathetic!" And I, I was think thinking pretty much saying. the same thing. <laughs> 5, 5, 6, 7, 0, 5, 6, well That guy's got on his mind too much. You know, just just get get away from that area. You know, start start moving to other right areas. Away. That's it. Get away from that damn area. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Good morning. Buenas to you? Uh,
5: good job, single handedly smoking seven ninety yesterday.
0: I smited him, man. You
5: smote. Yeah, you smote him. We smate him. Hey Neil, did you happen to read that piece on February first that Robert Steinbeck put in the Herald?
0: About I think Avoiding. we put it on our website. About what? Yeah,
5: yeah. I didn't check the website. Avoiding the hard questions. Yeah. I, oh, I think I put you? it
0: on there. I believe.
5: Okay. I, I, I Josh could check.
0: verify because he remembers each story uh, intimately. Is I think he so might put job? it on there. I believe. Yeah, no, we we put it on there.
5: Okay. Hey, hey, Neil. What whatever happened with Ariel Sharon? Huh?
0: Hey, good question, man. Last time he was reaching for a bagel with lox and cream cheese and saying, I'm dying over here. That's the last we heard, man.
1: Exactly.
5: Keep
0: up the
1: good work, Neil. Thanks.
0: Isn't that, isn't that amazing? I mean, most people don't think about it because uh, they don't want to think about it because the media gets you whipped up about the coal miners one day and about uh, some car crash the next day and then about this poor uh, uh, soldier that got shot for no reason out in L.A., and, uh, and of course the, uh, chicken Aruba and the guy over there on, we also don't hear anymore about the guy that uh, disappeared off that cruise ship that they got everybody whipped up day after day. MSNBC, that was like their Solamente, uh, that was the only topic. Right? But, God, why would we hear any more about Ariel Sharon now that Hamas has won the elections overwhelmingly with the Palestinians? Oh, we don't like that. We're not going to do business with you. We wanted those free democratic elections, baby. We let the people vote. It was wonderful. It was a great democratic experience. Uh, Nobody even suggested that it was fixed or anything like that. There's nothing worse than a rigged, fixed election. And all of a sudden, oh, we don't like it. It's kind of like our sports guys. We don't want to. Yeah, but come on and participate with us. Let's work for peace. We don't want to. We don't like you guys. You know, I recognize Israel, and, of course, all them Getskys over there and all them right-wingers. they, they got to support Israel because Armageddon's coming, man. And believe you me, if this That's crowd right. stays in there, it won't be long, either.
2: This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 Q A M. This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is
3: your brain. Any questions?
7: <laughs>
3: oh, I'm a crooked old jerk Republican star and
7: new cunning hay, another
3: tasty white fat butt, and a morally Christian who can smoke a oh, ride. Oh, For mansion shots and toilets, I put my car in military contracts. Yes, I'm that you few honey hands. <laughs> and I lost all I had in this world. My life is in ruins. I'm heading for the tomb, Like all the old pine bushpunks pointed by pieces. Oh, oh, I'm so I wasn't all that running All to <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I stepped on that at the end there. Little rattlesnake. 11 o'clock at 560 way. WQM. Happy Friday to you. Oh, I'm printing out this. It's long, man. It's a little from The Guardian. I'm not going to read it, though. Well, just a little bit, just to tease. Tony Blair told President George Bush that he was solidly behind U.S. plans to invade Iraq before he sought advice about the invasion's legality and despite the absence of a second U.N. resolution, according to a new account of the buildup to the war published today, says The Guardian. A memo of a two-hour meeting between the two leaders at the White House on January 31, 2003, nearly two months before the invasion, reveals that Mr. Bush made it clear the U.S. intended to invade whether or not there was a second U.N. resolution and even if U.N. inspectors found no evidence of a banned Iraqi weapons programming. How do you like that? Should I read that last sentence again? Reveals that sure. Mr. Bush made it clear that the U.S. intended to invade whether or not there was a second U.N. resolution and even if U.N. inspectors found no evidence of a banned Iraqi weapons program. So I guess uh, Dick Clark and, uh, Dick, Clark, Richard Clark and uh, Paul O'Neill, I guess they were all lying, huh? Gee, the diplomatic strategy had to be arranged around the military planning, the president told Mr. Blair. The prime minister was said to have raised no objection. He's quoted as saying he was, solid- we should have put him on that poll about no self-respect, Tony Blair. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's quoted as saying he was solidly with the president ready to do whatever it took to disarm Sodom. The disclosures came in a new edition of Lawless World by Philip Sands, a professor of international law at University law College in London. Professor Sands, who's in relation to Tommy Sands, who had a teenage crush on Capitol Records. Professor Sands last year exposed it shared by foreign office lawyers about the legality of the invasion in disclosures which eventually forced the Prime Minister to publish the full legal advice given to him by Attorney General Lord Goldsmith. The memo seen by Professor Sands reveals... Mr. Bush told Mr. Blair that the U.S. was so worried about the failure to find hard evidence against Sodom that it thought of flying YouTube reconnaissance aircraft planes with fighter cover over Iraq painted in U.N. colors. Mr. Bush added, if Sodom fired on them, it would be a breach of U.N. resolutions. You see that? They were trying to bait him. Uh huh. Mr. Bush even expressed the hope that a defector would be extracted from Iraq and give him a public presentation about Sodom's WMD. He's also said to have referred Mr. Blair to a small possibility that Sodom would be assassinated. Mr. Blair told the U.S. President that a second U.N. resolution would be an insurance policy providing international cover, including with the Arabs, if anything went wrong with the military campaign or if Saddam increased the stakes by burning oil wells, killing children, or fomenting internal divisions within Iraq. And Mr. Bush told the Prime Minister that he thought it unlikely there would be internecine warfare between the different religious and ethnic groups. Oh, why would that happen? (laughs) Mr. Blair did not demur, according to the book. Oh, yeah. In other words, Mr. Blair just said, "Uh uh-huh, whatever you say, Georgie. The revolution, the re- revelation, and revolution uh, that Mr. Blair had supported the U.S. president's plans to go to war with Iraq, even in the absence of a second U.N. resolution, contrast with the assurances the Prime Minister gave Parliament shortly afterward. On February 25, 2003, three weeks after his trip to Washington, Mr. Blair told the Commons that the government was giving Sodom one further, final chance to disarm voluntarily. Liar, liar, liar! Your uh, top hat's on fire! You phony, baloney! You quizzling! You simpleton! Tony Blair, my ass, God! Five six seven oh five sixty. We got uh, a lot of votes on that poll today, man. Scooter Libby trial will start January eighth, two thousand seven. Mark it down. That is unless Bush blows the whole world up before then. Seven twenty three. How much of a sports nerd are you? I'm a fan, not a nerd. Two thirty six. Do we believe them? Nope. I have some interest, but not big time. Two two two. I hate everybody. Sixty four, and we don't blame you. I hate this poll. Thirty eight. Total nerd. Thirty eight. I hate Spectator Sports 34. I love to shower the guys. 30, man. Oh, it's going to get almost as crowded in there's that closet with Tom Cruise and R. Kelly and uh, John Revolta. I have no interest, 25, only for gambling purposes, 15. It was kind of getting crowded at the Virgin Mary's uh, and and that other one, too. On oh, that's always a popular draw. Bloody idiots. Is there anything else besides Sports 11? I only watch one Sport 10, and I'm a jock sniffer.
7: <clears throat>
0: Rancid. Nine out of 7.32. And I hear a fax creeping over right now. Can't you hear it? I hear Can't it. Can't you hear my heartbeat? Mm-hmm. It's a good one, too. How is uh, I bet you he's dead. Now he's probably not. Peter Noon. Could he sing? Or... No. And hey, their music was okay. It was fun. It was fun. It was totally was... music. It was just fun. No milk today. Remember that? Here's one that says. <laughs> yeah, right. What a joke. Talk about trying to rationalize desperately. With their logo on it, dear Neil Rogers, everyone here at 790 would like to thank you for the four hours of free advertising give our station every single day. Keep up the great work, thanks. The staff at Sports Talk 790, the ticket. This is their response. Guess what? We could put up four thousand billboards It still wouldn't help because when they hurt the first time, it goes in the off position or AOP, any other position. Th- this is their rationalization. This is one hell of a comeback, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for the free promotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your hey, mama. Okay, we understand you're looking licking your wounds over there and probably licking each other, Stu But these are a bunch of rejects. These are mostly people, that, except for Joe Rose, who got uh, bounced out of our place and who couldn't get a job at a real station if their life depended on it. If they went and did a hold-up, they couldn't get a job. So that's, that's fine, you know, Stu I put Stu in the Lenny Martez category, only we like Lenny. Speaking of radio, which is something they know nothing about, Sirius Shock. Pirates hit the Howard Stern show. Now, you're going to be very depressed when you hear this, because I know you're oh, a big Howard booster. Oh, yeah. Booster. Sirius Satellite Radio, Inc., which liberated Radio Shock Jock Howard Stern from the federal decency standards that he had felt shackled him, is finding that freedom is just another word for 500 million bucks to lose. Remember that song? <laughs> freedom is just uh, another word. Don't make me think of Janus. Since January 9th, when Stern debuted on Sirius... Pirated versions of the shows have been made available for free via several online file-sharing networks just hours after Stern signs off. The New York-based broadcaster signed to a five-year, half-a-million-dollar contract in 2004. Oh, God. Just, just shoot her all. Right. Oh. Out of oh, she is. I know. Now, Sirius is in a word. Furious. Sirius is Furious. We don't condone the stealing of Howard Shore or any of the content on our more than 125 channels, serious spokesman Patrick Riley said. We vigorously protect our intellectual property rights and will actively prosecute those who attempt to steal it. If I can just backtrack, it's really interesting. The other, the other guys there down the street, they got together with Greg Kotex and they found the excuse not to put my name in this poll, assuming that, oh, well, well you know, he won't pay any attention to this, and as a result, we'll ramrod over them and make it look in the newspaper like we got an audience, like we're kicking their ass. Little did they know. Anyway... It is not known how many Stern fans are sidestepping Sirius's $12.95 a month subscription fee by illegally downloading a show because most hardcore fans are used to listening to the show in their cars. Presumably many of them would subscribe rather than wait till they're in front of a computer screen. And there's no question that Stern's been good for Sirius, which added 1.1 million subscribers in the last quarter of 2005. The company, which is behind industry leader XM Redneck S- uh, Satellite Radio, reports 3.3 million listeners and expects to reach 6 million by the end of this year. But... Ever since Stern traded the terrestrial airwaves for satellite, fans of his frequent interviews with porn stars have found ways to tune into the self-proclaimed king of all media for free. A few weeks ago, when the first pirate radio stations began rebroadcasting Stern's show on unclaimed radio frequencies in New York and Jersey, Sirius immediately notified the Enforcement Bureau of the FCC, the very body against which Stern is so frequently uh, railed. The FCC in 2004 cited Stern Show on Clear Channel for repeated graphic and explicit sexual descriptions, as we all well know, your mama. Sirius also moved quickly to crack down on websites that streamed audio broadcasts of the Stern Show. The broadcasters sent cease and desist letters protesting such blatant and willful infringements and threatening to sue unless the underground broadcasters went silent immediately, if not sooner. But, as each one shut down, it seemed like another one sprang up. One shuts down over here, and then another one pops up over there. It's like zits. Stern referred a request for an interview to Sirius on Wednesday, but he has raised a pri- uh, piracy issue on his show with a subtlety that's not his usual forte. Walking a very fine line, Stern has praised the renegade spirit to drive some fans to refuse to pay for what they used to get for free, and he's pleaded with folks just to pay 42 cents a day. Please. Just as the rock band Metallica experienced when it first came out against illegal downloads of its music, Stern risks sparking a backlash. After all, this is the man who built his in-your-face persona around flogging federal regulators, who he we claimed were the enemies of creative expression. It is kind of ironic that now that he uh, and his people are going to the FCC, <laughs> Wait, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I don't get that. I thought he was anti the FCC. I thought he thought the FCC was like a pariah and on Mariah. There already are signs that after dishing out Christmas for so long, Stern better get ready to take it. It says, Mr. Freedom of Speech himself, Mr. $500 million dollars has ordered me to shut down my personal website that some people stumbled upon, wrote the operator of uh, yada, 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 according to Rocky Mountain News. The site made Stern show available for free, but with a disclaimer that only serious subscribers should use it. Bay T.S.P., a Los Gatos firm in California that only monitors uh, online piracy for the entertainment industry, found digital audio files of every episode of Stern's Sirius Show on every major file-sharing network. It's going to impact the Sirius Radio subscriber's market, said Mark Ishiwaka, Ishikawa, Bay T.S.P. chief executive. Why would you pay 13 bucks a month when you can get what you want from the Internet for free? Although no one can know the total number of Stern Steelers. Oh, Steelers, Super Bowl, George. There you go, Steelers. Hmm? It is clear that Stern is a runaway hit among file sharers. His shows are more popular than the TV show Gilmore Girls and just behind Fox's The Simpsons said Eric Garland, CEO of Big Champagne, an online media measurement firm in Los Angeles. They measure it. The proliferation of sites offering Stern shows for free is an unintended result of Sirius' consumer-friendly technology. Home adapter kits designed so customers can plug their Sirius radio tuners in their home stereo systems can just as easily be connected to a pewter. There, anyone with the right piece of software can convert the show to a digital audio file that can be redistributed online. Sirius warned investors about the threat of piracy in a recent filing with the SEC. It noted that although it uses encryption foil those who would try to listen uh, to its broadcast without paying, those protections might not always prevent theft. If such bootlegging became widespread, it could harm our business, the company acknowledged. But a little unauthorized exposure might not be all bad for Stern, whose curly-haired mug recently graced the cover of Esquire and New York magazines. Industry analysts say people who hear Stern show sure on their computer might enjoy it so much they'll end up subscribing. Without the illegal downloads, it could be argued Stern runs the risk of being out of earshot, out of mind. Oh my, where'd we hear that before? Mm-hmm. My view is that the more exposure, the better. Said Jeff Pollock, CEO of Pollock Media Group. I find uh, if I find content very compelling, I might say, Wow, I sure want to be able to catch that every day. But then again, Pollock said with a laugh, I wasn't the one who signed the check. The folks who do sign the checks and will do so for the foreseeable future aren't laughing. Pirated broadcasts are a lousy way to listen to Howard, serious as Riley said. The best way is through a serious subscription. Some longtime Stern fans agree. When it comes down to it, if you're a true Howard fan, if you want to support his endeavor, said Poke Lieu of Irvine, a serious subscriber, if you want him around for five years, you'll pay the 13 bucks. So here you go. All right, how do you like that? Are you all whipped up into a frenzy about it? Huh? How'd that poll come out? And, by the way, thanks for all the uh, caustic mentions on the comment line. It was supposed to be a 790 poll too, even though most of them were from inside our building. 5670560. But an Alan Brown, man, very touchy, touchy over there across the street, very nervous. Oh, gee, it blew up in our face. Well,
1: we better give him a little stuch back.
0: Right. Probably even that fax came from inside our building. Could be. Probably that's what Clarence is doing right now. That was his project for today. What do we got in that pool? We're gonna oh seven fifty. We got a thousand beat uh with your hands tied behind your back. Well good. W Q A M, hello. Hello? Hello? Neil Yes. How you doing, buddy? All right, Tally. Uh
5: this I wanna say something first. Uh the um what's his name called you the the nine hundred pound gorilla? You're the alpha male nine hundred pound gorilla. The what? Uh, yeah, uh, Mandage calls you that, the 900-pound gorillas. Yeah,
0: then I, that's, that's all. And your, what was your comeback on the what?
5: You're alpha male of the oh, okay. 900-pound gorillas. Okay. Said I mean. You're the best. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, listen, have you ever heard that uh, show Mike Bolloy on uh, Scare America?
7: Never heard of him.
5: Oh, because he does a show late at night, and uh, he he does all right. You know, he's pretty good, but they've been having some technical
4: difficulties lately. Really? The there. Well, we wouldn't be able to relate to that. Well, theirs are worse.
5: They cut into a commercial break, and then they have another commercial break over that, hmm. and there's a part where they disappear from the air and they put on this music that they play. And I don't even think they know what's going on over kinda there.
0: Kind of sounds like when we carried the Stern Show here on QAM, you know, when we had like uh, what the music playing in the back and all the uh, that stuff. Kind of sounds like us. <laughs> well, yeah. When it comes to technical difficulties, we are the last ones to point fingers about that. We might stick a finger or two here or there, but okay. Yeah. Listen, have a great day, pal. I got to go. Got to run. You got to run? 14 past 11. We got Curtis at 2. Eddie Kaye for the Mad Dog at 4 from the Bank Atlantic Yenta Center. To give that big build-up for the Panther game. We love the Panthers. That Jacques a frog. Uh, Panther people was 7 o'clock. The Panthers and the Atlanta Trashers at 7.30. Atlanta, one kick-ass team, man. And uh, Lenny Martez and Troy after the game. This is Neil Rogers. This is
2: 560 QA. Rogers. Lack
0: That Glenn Campbell, man, he's just really great. Let's talk about the Beach Boys and Bruce Johnston and uh, yada yada and Brian Wilson and his sure. teddy bear. Come on. His what bear? Those were the days. Those were really the days. Huh. Weren't they? Oh, yeah. Well, what kind do you know about it? You were like a child. That's right. I still like to know Do you, you remember about the Beach Boys and the Beatles and Ed Solomon? I caught
6: up, which is more than most people might. Well, that's true. Sure like uh, right? your
0: partner in crime over there across the desk, he sure ain't catching up.
6: He's uh you know little by little
0: baby very boy. very tiny baby steps little teeny tiny baby steps. He wouldn't he not even know who the hell uh, Bruce Johnson is. I think the guy used to be quarterback for the uh, Bucks. The what? He was a quarterback for the Bucks when they went to the uh, when the stupid bowl. Brad, John, Brad John. John, Well, same thing. Close B enough. B Johnson, Close man, enough. B Johnson. That's right. That's what they say over there across street. We'd be Johnson at seven hundred and sixty nine votes. See, I, I, I was thinking to myself during the break. You know that long email I sent Tuesday night that evidently didn't go through, or at least it got lost somewhere in the etheric out there to yeah. our uh, general manager. Maybe it got bounced. Oh uh,
8: yeah.
0: Um, whatever I said in there, multiply times two. Five, six, seven, oh five sixty pound five sixty in the right. In other words, it, you know, I mean, the crossover with Hank is fun. See whether people mm-hmm. like Hank or not. At least, at least there's some fun involved, and the beast is yucking it up, and uh, you know, we're having a little bit of fun. But the the sports element of it, it's not fun. It's painful, man. You want to, like, grind your teeth from it. Talk about a bunch of, of hard-ass uh, people take themselves too serious. Good God. And that story in very Jackass this morning, I find that extremely, uh, just um, astonishing. Here it is. It's the 3rd of February. Is, it, is next week going to be, like, the third week of this um, uh, two to four revolving door? Is that going to be it? Because I see the schedule already. Uh, third week, right? Or is it yeah, fourth? Whatever a, it is. I should have marked it on the calendar. Yeah. And, uh, and they're just getting around to talking to mad Dog about doing it. In other words, we still don't know what we're doing in there. What's the one word I'm always telling you about radio and television, broadcasting in general? You know what people like? It's like, it's like the thing with Dan Rather. I watched CBS News for uh, 100 years, Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather, and then the minute that they put on Okie Dokie Bob Schieffer, I watched it one yeah. night and I, turned it, I never turned it back on again. Consistency, that's the word. Write it on your elbow, okay? Write it down on your arm, all the way down your armpit to your waist. Consistency. I'll write it in permanent pen. Get it? Good. Get that magic marker and make it Ooh, darker. I got the one that uh, I can sniff. Good. Darker can... than uh, Dave Parker. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. Consistency. And of course, we are consistent and inconsistent because we ain't figured it out yet. Well, we, we got some confused people. WQAM, hello.
5: Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. What did you think of uh, Shaq Daddy's game last
0: night? Yeah, okay.
5: All right.
0: (laughs) WDQAM, hello. Hi, Jack.
4: WDQAM, hello. I am the magician. Would you like to see my magic wand?
0: 5670560. Oh, that must have been senior wenches. Look at that phone, man. Dead as a doornail. Just uh, absolutely motionless. Former NFL star Larry Zonka, who hosts a cable television outdoor show, pleaded guilty Wednesday to illegal filming on National Forest Lines. Not even Josh knows Larry Zonka, you know Zonk. You kidding? Yeah. Now what's the show you get zonked on? Was that uh, Let's Make a Deal? Sorry. For Monty Hall? You got me.
6: Not I'm asking forward. George, I wouldn't
0: expect you to know that. Good Canadian boy, Monty Hall. Good Jewish I seen Canadian boy with black. Let's make of dollars. a
6: deal since uh, But then since you then. got Zonked. Didn't you get a Zonk? I don't know. Is that what happened when you like got the booby prize? Yeah, the booby prize. It? You got Zonk. Wah, 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 wah.
0: That, that's it. Like they played for me at the Macarena that one time in a hockey game. Out bitching out for a that, that's it. That's what they played. They put my puss in front of the crowd on the screen and they played exactly that. And there's that guy's always crying and boning about that. And of course the Panthers stunk and they still do. As part of a plea agreement with federal prosecutors, Zonk pleaded guilty to knowingly conducting work activity in the national forest without obtaining a special use permit. Come on, Zonk. Not another uh, one of these uh, ex-Dolphin guys. Well, you know, at least he didn't kill anybody. Zonka agreed to pay $3,800 in restitution for filming about 10 shows on U.S. Forest Service land, said U.S. Attorney Jim Geek. At a sentencing April 19, Geek said prosecutors will request a sentence of probation for one one year and a $5,000 fine. Zonka couldn't be reached for comment. Zonka is host of Napa's North of Alaska, with Johnny Horton, I bet, on there, too, and probably Tim Horton. Bill is a show on fishing, hunting, history, and customs that explores a new area of Alaska each week, and maybe even Nathan Horton from the Panthers. We love the Panthers. They're kicking ass, don't we? The show appears on the Outdoor Life Network. Oh, the Outdoor Life Network, speaking of hockey. See that great tie in there? There's the John Davidson on there with Doc Emmerich. It gets paid by the syllable, John Davidson. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, Zonk admitted that his production company, Zonk Productions, say, I told you. In August 2002, filmed an episode of what was then called Still's North to Alaska along the Blind River on Mitkoff Island, the Tongass National Forest, and yada, yada, yada. Well, whatever. So they they stepped over the line a little bit. Big stinking deal, okay? We like Larry Zonka a lot, okay? He ran like an old lady with her legs tied together, but they couldn't bring his fat ass down, man. He just kept rumbling on through that line. Good old Larry Zonka and Jim. He was kicking it old style, Jim Kick. Wasn't he? Huh? Those were the days, man. And Bob Greasy there with him like glasses with the... uh, Windshield wipers on. them. Speaking of greasy, how's your quarterback, Brian Greasy? <laughs> five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. A day that they're going to require a lot of beating, and you want to know why they're exhausted? We wore the audience, audience out yesterday, flagellated them.
6: Right, wore out their voting finger. and
0: voting and emailing and going out and knocking on doors and signing petitions and just kicking the other guys' ass and embarrassing and degrading and humiliating Alan T. Downtown Brown.
6: They probably have an ace bandage around their clicking fingers. Well, around the whole building. W D Q A M. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir.
4: Have you ever seen Nathan Horton and Chen Herrera, the girl who does the traffic on Channel Ten in the morning, standing by each other?
0: Same, Same, person. Person. Same person. Same person. Good point. W D Q A M. Hello.
4: I don't want to be on the radio. But I'll you tell you
0: be. what. Go across the street, Delpo Channel, to give you your own show. How's that? Five six seven zero five sixty. Pound 560. Every couple of days, he tries it again, and every mm-hmm. couple of days with the same result. and No life. I have no yeah. life. And he's got that uh, broad there that's like, uh, you know, wiping off his forehead with a uh, moist sponge. Yeah, that's what she's wiping. <laughs> Rectum. WQAM. Hello. Neil, do you see a thing I sent
5: you about Canadians?
0: Uh... WQAM. Hello. Hi, sir. <laughs> WQAM. Hello. Q-A- Hello. Yes, sir. Is it Neil, are you a real caller or just another Ojan provocateur man?
5: No, nah, I'm a real co- amateur. I'm a real caller,
0: man. You're a real amateur caller. Okay, what do you got?
5: Uh, what was the final score, man? I just tuned in of the QAM Gorillas against the uh, uh, Waxy Ducks. WQAM ten thousand five
0: hundred forty-three. The ticket three thousand and twelve. We only beat them by ten. Right, we- we got to ducks to
5: quack a couple of times since they'll be listening to
0: the show. Okay. Send them some quackers. Probably you're eating quackers right now. What do you got for full Monday? You're going to have, like, uh, John the Baker bringing pizza and all kinds of Italian good stuff, right? That's right. And you had melting pots this week. Boy, I'm going to tell you. What a life. See, that's why Josh wants to continue on the show even for free, which mm-hmm. is, by the way, one of the worst. That is such a slap in all of our face, I can't even begin to tell you that. But don't bother me, Clarence. I don't want to talk to you. But anyway, uh, because all the free meals—just the free food alone—is worth uh, thousands of dollars.
6: Not to mention that check that comes every three months. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, well you could still do the uh, website. I mean, even the you know, worst. Well, we don't want to lose you on the show. But I mean, worst comes to worst, you're not going to get screwed over on that. They, they don't even have to know about that. Okay. That—that that has nothing to do with what you're doing there now, because you're working for free. And of course, even before if they make you a new deal, you were still basically when you—yeah, <laughs> working for free. Yeah. That's the Beasley and way, man, the little people, the people that work their asses off, the people that are the nuts and bolts, baby, the people that put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Those people get screwed big time. And then those old fat Jews, man, they get all the money. They get those big, big fat checks, and once in a while, even on time.
2: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Friday, you bastard. If you're a mighty big star who's known for crashing cars and snorting stuff up your nose. Y'all know who you are. you got an eating disorder and you punched a reporter and there's a picture of you with no clothes. Oops. Well, you're wanted by the cops and your last movie flop. Then why did you color your hair? Before the paparazzi gets you, you got to get your picture on the cover of Vanity Fair. Vanity
3: Fair.
8: Gonna
3: get your picture on the cover. Fair. Blame it all on your stage mother. Yep. Fair. Gonna do some damage control on the cover of vanity fair. It's all your PR guys,
0: I On the cover of vanity fair. <laughs> oh look at that, the NASA Inspector General Center Investigation, not another crook, not another thief stealing yeah, your money. Faker. Speaking of flushing your money down the toilet like it came out of a sieve somewhere. Like it come out of a fair of faucet. The White House said yesterday it plans to ask Congress for an additional seventy billion dollars to pay for the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, driving the cost of military operations in the two countries to one hundred and twenty billion dollars this year. The Iraq war, the headline on this, is costing a hundred thousand dollars a minute. And you folks are footing the bill for it. So even if you don't care, like and obviously most Americans don't care about all the innocent people dying on both sides, all, all the sides, a uh, hundred thousand dollars a minute. Even Josh ain't making that much, even in his New Deal. Maybe soon. The additional spending, along with other war funding the Bush administration will see per, uh, seek separately in its regular budget next week, would we'll push the price tag for combat and nation building since 9 11 to nearly a half a trillion dollars. Currently, the Defense Department says it is spending about four and a half billion dollars a month on the war in Iraq, or about a hundred thousand dollars per minute. Current spending in Afghanistan is about eight hundred dollars a million dollars a month, or about eighteen thousand a minute. So 118,000 a minute. Have we got Osama yet? No. Mullah Bula Omar? No. Uh, al here? No. How about Al Zarqawi? We got him yet? No. no. We got Al Goldstein. That, that, somebody ought to make a billboard. They got Al Goldstein, but they can't get Al-Qaeda and all <laughs> the, the other Al's. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. thing they, they butchered his life up because he was a pornographer, a slut, and a government knocker, and they told it like it was, and fat. But then uh, anybody else who's the mortal enemy? Well, uh, we we you know we it's uh, it's, it's uh, hard work. It's hard work. They blew it, baby, right there at Tora Bora. There a song that goes like that, Torabora. But how's that song go? Something like that, Torabora. Laura, Laura. Yeah, Laura, Laura. I'd like to hear that to the tune of Laura, Laura, Tora Bora. There you go, Brian, and clean up your act, by the way, okay? I'm getting tired of Clarence having a nervous snip because you keep putting all this vulgarity in all these bits. Well, what's done, wrong with him? I done told him. See, I think what happened is, just like I did, he got the green light there, but he never got the red light back again. Remember, I had the green light for two days, and then, oh, oh gee, Joyce said, oh, you know, that. That's probably why they're not, like, talking to me anymore. Responding, They're just ignoring, totally. What? <laughs> exactly. No, you're right. Let's lay it right out there on the table right now. Mark it down, February 3rd, 2006. We are a means to an end for this radio That's station. It. We have no, nothing to do with this, uh, this show. No, they're, they're more than delighted than to take those numbers and to take the revenue that comes, not just here, but all, all through the day because of them. They're, they're ecstatic about that. But as far as the rest of us, we're all a pain in the ass, especially mm-hmm. me, and uh, they don't want anything to do with it. Other than saying, well,
1: Joyce uh, said you can't do this. Yeah.
0: Other than that. So please, please, don't even, don't even put on an act. They don't even say you're doing a heck of a job, Brownie Hound. Don't even say that, like with that (laughs) uh, poll result. No, no, seriously, we made them look like untrained monkeys across the street. And and you know, the ironic part of it is, I couldn't give a in spite of what they think, I couldn't give a crap less about that station. I don't never listen to it. I don't care about it. We, our competition isn't that station. I keep trying to explain that to the sports nerds inside our building. Our competition is IOD and uh, INZ, scare America. Uh Al Franken and Catherine Lamper. That's our competition because we do a talk show, not a sports show. So, what the hell do we care about those people? I don't know. But if you have just a, a little teeny tiny bit of pride in where you work, and believe me, it's not easy, just a little bit, you want to squash the other guys no matter what the format is, what, what the else all about. It's like when I went on WINZ and W. Snooze was there with that contrived Jerry Heltman Channel 10 show, that phony thing, with Dwight Lauderdale back when he had the mustache. And they got the audience stacked there with all the W. News people, Lou Crone and John uh-huh, Levitt and Tom Don't Like Us with his silly uh, black leather jacket and all that crowd of losers. And then the uh, next book comes out, and we just crush their ass. You know what the Tom Don't Like Us had? A three-point. Oh. We had a seven on INZ with a nighttime signal. I wouldn't wish on Stalin, Hitler, and Mao Zedong together. Mao Zedong. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No, but I like it because it's all, right. all true. It's all true. It's always been the same thing, man. You go, girl. I'm, I'm not. I'm not into uh, you know people kissing your ass. I'm not looking for that. But just at least a little recognition that we accomplished something here for everybody, for the team. We took one for the team, baby, and they took one across the street for the team, right up the. Correcto. That's right. Right up the old chute. In fact, that's probably what they were saying when they saw those uh, poll results. Ah, shoot! And it's closed, by the way. Now you can't diddle with it. You can't send any more daisy chain emails out. You're done. You're done, Allen T. Downtown, silly Ass Brown. Done. And, we, and you know as well as I do that without this email, I wouldn't have been paid any more time. I wasn't even looking at it.
6: Right. I didn't care about it no more. Well, I'm sorry I sent it to you. No, you're I'm just not. just
0: kidding. I know. That
6: would give us something to do for a day.
0: gave least. us a hell of an exciting man. They, they're excited. All over, all over the, North America, I could feel the the tremors in the globe all the way here. Like the aftershocks of this tremendous wampum that we gave them. Wampum. And they're like, and they're sending me like, oh, and thanks for all the people. You know what? Garnish dolphin baby. Yeah. Gornish Telfin, Joel Feinberg, he'll understand that. In fact, that's probably what he's saying. And by the way, for the chronic in Cocoa Beach, I recognize your printing left. I mean, we've only had 40,000 faxes from the same misfit who alternately be between kissing our ass and then ripping us, and it It can't make up its mind, whatever it is. Like you're fooling somebody with this Rosen and Rosen. See, i got such a photographic memory, even I remember that. And, of course, having relatives named Rosen don't help, don't hurt, with a lot of money. Judge sets trial for Libby. In CIA League. I also had a, uh, Aunt Libby, too, on my father's side. Did you? Crazy bitch. Went off to Israel. Oh, you uh, See how it all ties in together? I bet yeah. you don't have anybody. I, although Libby Listen, doesn't make a hell of a or, I, uh, I, I
6: lived in Libby. That's the town of Montana. Libby, Montana? I in, and I had a girlfriend named Libby while I was really? there. Really? Yeah. Well, what kind of people are named Libby? That's Elizabeth, right? It's short for Elizabeth. No, that's Lizzie. But she was from another town. She didn't live in Libby. She visited.
0: No, no, but Libby is not short for uh, Elizabeth, is it? In the case of the Libby that I was... And let name, me ask you this. How come he, some people call Elizabeth are called Betty? What does Betty have to do with Elizabeth? Elizabeth. Beth. Betty. I see, boy. Oh, Beth? Whatever happened to Beth on Passions, by the way? She took off with Marty and we ain't seen her no more. And how come Alistair's still uh, hanging around on video anyway? You're not watching now? Huh? You don't even know who Luis Lopez Fitzgerald was today. We uh, got that call. That was a great no, call. No, I don't. Too bad. A federal judge on Friday said former White House aide I. Lewis Scooter Libby's trial date in the CIA leak case for January 2007, two months after the midterm congressional election reports the Boston Globe. A trial for Libby, who faces perjury and obstructing justice charges, will begin with jury selection January 8th, said U.S. District Judge Reggie B. Walton. Reggie B., uh, the judge. The judge said he hoped to start the trial in September. One of Libby's lawyers had a scheduling conflict that made that impractical. And I'm sure that that was just an accident. Don't you? That they had to postpone until two months after the midterm elections. So that all this stuff that's going to come out won't blow up in their face and no Republicans are going to get elected. Walton said he doesn't like to have a case linger while he's sniffing his finger. But had no choice because Libby attorney Ted Wells will be tied up for ten weeks on another case. Libby, former Chief of Staff to Vice President Dick Cheney. I wonder if he's kin to a Chris Wells. Libby, formerly uh, Chief of Staff to Vice President Dick Cheney, was indicted. Well, we know that. Wells said Libby's defense team was very happy with the trial date. I'll bet they are. It will permit us the time we need to prepare Mr. the Libby defense and make up a lot of stories. Special Prosecutor Patrick Fitzgerald did not oppose the date during the hearing. His team left the courthouse without comment. How do you like that? Libby fifty five spoke only once during the hearing when Walton asked if he understood that his lawyers had waived his right to a speedy trial because of the case's complexity. Libby, surrounded by six lawyers at the defense table, stood up and said, "Yes, sir." And that was it. And away he waltzed. So that's that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular wireless line. We got We got a. We got a I, I think you're going to be surprised when the door opens and they're going to come in. Da da
3: da da. Yeah. Da-da. There's
0: going to be a big band. Remember the scene in The Godfather in Vegas? Yeah. Where Fredo opens oh, yeah. the door and Perfect. there's all the uh, dancers in there and there's all the food and all the entertainment in the band. And uh, Michael says, who are these girls? Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Who are these girls? Man? That's for you to find out, Mikey. Get rid of them. And yeah, the you're right. Too. I would be very surprised. Oh, yeah. You're going to see. Ticker tape parade for uh, this show, for what we did in that pool. For just stomping and uh, beating and pounding That's yeah, a ticker tape parade. Eight hundred eight votes on our poll on neilrogers.com. And by the way, Josh Cordes wants you to read those bedtime stories or else. That's right. He works feverishly. In fact, some days he's got them on there before noon. And he's working his ass off to get those on there. And especially days when we send him way too many, which in his case, he thinks like more than five is too many. But, um, you know, because it cuts into his uh, sack time, you know, uh, hopping around in the sack. Sometimes with somebody, sometimes not. 808 votes on the poll. How much of a sports nerd are you? I'm a fan, not a nerd. 258. Yeah, right, right. And your mom is Betty Washington too. I have some interest, you know Betty Washington. That's uh, the first president of Bush's wife. Oh, Barbara Betty. Ooh. I have uh, Beth. I have some interest, but not big time too. For in other words, like I watch the Super Bowl, but you know that's it. Just in case there's more naked boobies. I hate everybody seventy one, and that's Alan Brown probably voted several times. He's mad at the world. Too bad, Alan. You suck. I hate this pool forty two. I'm a total sports nerd forty two. I hate Spectator Sports 35. I have no interest. 34, that's what George says, which is very, for you, that's pretty mild, you know. It is mild. But huh? you were going to say, I hate Spectator Sports. I don't. It's just, it's <laughs> just no, it just, it come see like Somebody know. cook broccoli. Have what a good time. You don't want to in. be involved, you know. Gornish
6: Telfen. Go good luck it. to you. Have a nice time.
0: I love to shower with the guys, 34. Depends on who the guys are, I would assume. Only for gambling purposes, 18. I only watch one sport, 16. Ricky Martin voted on that. Is there anything else other than Sports 11? We didn't put out that thing. I'm assuming they know what that means. And I'm a jock sniffer, Solamente Nueve. This is Neil Rogers.
2: This is 560 QAM. From the producers of ABC's sci fi thriller Invasion comes a show about an even scarier, more diabolical terror. The government has denied their existence for years, but they're here among us in your town, even in your own home, just waiting for you to pick up the phone. George Bush stars as
8: the listener in Invasion of Privacy. Hello, this is customer support.
2: What is being your question and or problem with your product and or service, please?
8: Yeah, see,
0: my computer just crashed. and no, no, I don't. Did you hear that? Yes, I am to be
8: here
2: is someone else there on the line?
8: Uh, no. What?
2: Who is this?
8: Oh, yes, I do have to know. Uh, don't worry there, Steve. It's just me, your president. Uh, Go ahead, don't mind me.
2: Mr. President? What's going on? And how did you know my name?
8: Oh, I know a lot about you. I Like your nickname is Bubba, and you order pizza every Friday night. What? And let's see here. (laughs) Looks like you missed a few payments on that student loan there, Bubba. I can't believe this. You can't do this. Uh, Think again there, Bubba. Oh, oh, I am also a bit of a righteous indignation. Watch it there, Haji Patel of New Delhi.
7: But this is part of being a private call. A private
8: overseas call there, Buddha boy.
7: I am not a Buddhist, sir. I am Hindu.
8: I don't care if you're Shamu. Don't mess with Texas, son. Because I got a Predator drone circling thirty-eight fifty-one Calcutta Court right now, so watch it, buddy.
0: Invasion of privacy tonight at Breakstream over takeover civil rights station on ABC. Fourteen till noon at QM. So here's another mysterious fax. Only this one, I guess, supposed to get us uh, really all whipped up to a yeah, frenzy. We, we, we have no idea what it's about. all about, huh? Exactly. Oh, you're eating again? What is that? It's um, Howie's.
6: It's Howie's, and it's a. Um what the hell is this that I keep ordering, Josh? That's a Malibu chicken sandwich. Yes. It's really
0: <laughs> oh man. I got to order pigs. without the mayonnaise and mustard because boy. They anyway, here's it. the fact. Now the the uh, return number on it is a. Uh, it says payroll department. So it's obviously some business. Although it looks very familiar to me, both the header and the uh, scribbling on here. Attention, Neil. Since you don't have the balls to read about it on the ear, I'll send it to your friends that they held on the ticket. And George, has got a big question mark on there because we don't have any idea what they're talking about. How do you know I don't have the balls to read it on ear when we don't know what it is? Dun, 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 dun. Oh man, more of this uh, stuff. I'm just I don't think I'll ever be the same. Just fax it along and we'll see whether we read it on ear or not, Schmuck. five six seven O five sixty pound five sixty in the in the singular wireless line. Probably something about the Beasleys and those goats. Yeah.
6: Make sure that you uh, identify it somehow, because we get news stories all the time, as you know, stuff that we don't, uh, you know, that we either yeah, already have or not Yeah, did you get, did you get something uh, that you didn't send me today? I, I just checked through the uh, the pile here, and there's nothing uh, yeah. that's anything.
0: So before you go rushing with all this hysteria, Alan, or whoever it is across the street, uh, that we don't uh, read it on the air, why not try sending it to us first? Then we probably still won't read it. WQAM, hello. I have no
5: life.
0: Yeah, okay. Bulletin. Five six seven oh five sixty, pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. That thing needs to be put out of its misery, you know it. Needs to be put out of our misery. Oh yeah. Just one, well placed, which I'm mm-hmm. sure you have very good aim. I do. There'll okay. be a knock on your door about six thirty tonight, jackass. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil. Yes sir.
5: I got a new picture for to put up next to uh, the one with Ronfield and Saddam.
0: Yeah. The one Cindy Sheena and Chavez. Yeah. That's pretty and, good. Yeah. And? No, just letting you know. Okay, great. We don't have the balls to put it up there, though. 5670560, oh, pound 560. Boy, these people have lost it. They have come unglued today. No question about that. Well, they're, a lot of pressure for that Super Bowl. You know, they got all the big bets. Got the house mortgaged, all whipped up to a frenzy about it because somebody told him they ought to be. Now George, you know, he doesn't care. He refuses to care. He's yeah, adamant. I don't think do I'm, I'm going to watch it anyway. I just don't think I'm going to watch it. Okay. WQAM. Hello.
5: What's up? Happy Friday. Get high day. Hey, uh, I think you need a new look, Neil. Since oh. you got competition.
0: Yeah. you grow a beard
5: like Roethlisberger. Get good teeth and say five sixty and diamonds. That'd be warm, man. My cat's going to
0: for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he got his finger stuck in it right there at the uh, ass end wow. of the call. That was special. Oh, golly. Good work, Pally. He's getting a hate start. He's having his own tailgate party all by himself. WQAM, hello. How you doing?
5: Okay. Uh, okay. Got... Go on yeah, turn in. it up
0: a little more, Pally. We can hardly hear. We're getting uh, there. Uh, 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 yeah. What is it? Who am I? What is it? Yeah. Who am I? Okay, that's uh, Admiral Stockdale calling from wow. the other side. See, just when you thought we got rid of his ass. WQAM, hello. Hey, QAM, hello. I'm
5: lonely.
0: Boy, I will tell you, like I said, they're on a run. Okay, man no. attacks with hatchet and gun in Massachusetts gay bar. You see this story? You see what this guy looked like? No. He probably was peeled because nobody would pick him up. An 18-year-old man opened fire in a Massachusetts gay bar and attacked patrons with a hatchet, wounding three people. Police said yesterday. You didn't see this? No. The attack at Puzzle's Lounge in New Bedford, Mass., a city about 58 miles south of Boston, took place around midnight Wednesday. Was being treated oh, as an oh, appar-
6: Excuse me. There was a news story sent earlier to this one about Canada's massive seal hunt, and I threw it in the garbage because who gives a flying crap? So they can go ahead and send it to the Herald.
0: Canadians' massive seal hunt. Apparently, the Canadians are hunting seals, and so who cares? Not me.
6: Oh, get not out of here, know.
0: boring crap. What the hell do we care about? Since you don't have the balls, you're not the you balls. To talk about the Canadians. He's going to He's gonna gonna send that to the ticket. Well, I'm sure that the ticket. Go to the Herald, be, huh? Send no, no. He said the Herald and the ticket. Yeah. And then the ticket, they're going to attack all the Canadians. Oh. Isn't this? Isn't this? Sad? In other words, oh. I don't want to talk about what he wants me to talk about. Right. So therefore, he, go ahead, have hey, a good time. The okay? I'm, are sure, steel. I'm sure give them the same great treatment that we gave you. Okay. Shine, the old shine routine. You need to stop right now. Here's Johnny. Police said the man entered the bar, ordered a drink, asked the bartender if he was in a gay bar. See, ordinarily, you wouldn't have to ask that question. You'd look around and kind of see, uh, you know, get the lay of the land. But maybe he's a little slow. He sure looks it. When told that it was a gay bar, he reached into his coat, pulled out a hatchet, and attacked the man next to him at a pool table. As patrons attempted to restrain him, he drew a gun and fired several shots, wounding two people. Two of the wounded elected to a Boston hospital. The gunman fled. Police later identified him as Jacob Robita, an 18-year-old described as extremely violent. They said he was wanted on three counts of attempted murder and hate crimes related to the attack. New Bedford was the scene of another high-profile bar attack, the 83 gang rape of a woman whose case inspired the 1988 movie The Accused starring that dyke Jodie Foster. How do you like that? I remember that, don't you? That uh, Yes, I do. Gang rape? Yeah, oh, It was funny. Oh, and speaking of that, there's uh, your friend, the weather lady. Uh-oh, Roop collapse at Bed Bath and Beyond in Florida. A whoop collapse. Really? The things that they put on there, they're like uh, all whipped up into a frenzy about. Oh, and speaking of Canadians, huh? This is going to get that guy all whipped up into a frenzy. Forget about the baby seals. Canadian officials say inexperienced American soldiers panicked and opened fire on a vehicle carrying four Canadians in Iraq, disputing the U.S. military's claim that the convoy was hit because warning signals were ignored. An investigations underway to determine what precipitated what was nearly a friendly... U.S. military's claim that the convoy was hit because warning signals were ignored. An investigations underway to determine what precipitated what was nearly a friendly fire tragedy Tuesday inside Baghdad's fortified Green Zone... The U.S. military released a statement after the shooting saying the Canadians' vehicle failed to stop after they were warned with hand signals and a round of warning shots in front of the vehicle. Yesterday, a different version of events emerged. Let's just say we don't confirm the American version. I'll give you a hint. The Americans just did a rotation of their military personnel inside the green zone. We can draw all our conclusions from there. A Canadian diplomatic source familiar with the incident told the Toronto Star. Cameron told CTV News that the Canadian convoy was keeping a good distance and that no one on her vehicle uh, saw any hand signals from the Americans to indicate they were too close. She also said the three shots fired were not a warning and that one of the bullets went right through the windshield, narrowly missing a passenger. How many warning shots go across a vehicle into the passenger compartment, Cameron asked yesterday? Yeah, maybe they just had bad aim. Think that's what it is? Must have been. Yeah, just a warning shot. Oh, by the way, oh, sorry we hit you with it, but well, there's not a better warning than that, right? Right. So what's the story about the Canadian Seals? Because maybe I would have read it on here. Who the hell knows? See, you're creating some bad will for me. Like I'm I'm a shill for the Canadian government or something. I'll send it to you. You go ahead and send that to the ticket. I'm sure the juice is going to be talking about that all day. About them Seals. Lots of squeals about them Seals. And Crofts. So that's that's their uh, new deal now to try to drum up some excitement, I guess, is getting people to walk out. Actually, Sid the Kid walked out that one day. It's obviously staged. And now, uh, what was the sports writer? Who did he say it was? Mike? uh, Not Mike Lupica. The other guy. Got up and ran out. Hey, some, guy. <sighs> some guy. Some guy. Some guy. How's lunch? Pretty good. Sounds good. I'm done. 835 votes. Yeah, you can say that again. That's what Clarence said. How much of a sports nerd are you? I'm not going to read the thing again. I just got through to read it. I'm just looking at the total 839. By the way, in case you tuned in late, final tabulation. On that very important blog poll by Greg Kotex in the Miami Herald. That's been going on for two weeks now. They did the, they did the runoffs and then we had the finals and the primaries and the uh, final fake, uh, whatever. Total finals. Favorite sports talk guy in town. Jim Mandage, 589. Joe Rose, 462. We sure wish we had him back. Hank Goldberg, 317. And bringing up the rear, Danny Labastard, 226. Least favorite, Dan LeBastard, $599. Boy, that's a scary total. The Humper, 448 Sid the Kid, 235 And O, the big O, 108 Rock solid. Final tabulation, head-to-head, nose-to-nose. Your favorite station for sports, WQAM, 10,543 votes. $790 to take it, 3,012. A difference of 7,531. Uh, Very tight. Alan, Alan Brown.
1: Oh, gee, there he goes again. But he's going to talk about it. Yeah,
0: right. That'll be. See, on this show, we're not paranoid. Like, yeah, It always cracks me up when somebody will call and say, well, I heard on another station, and then they're like, like, well, I don't know if I can mention. Like, what do we care? You know what I'm saying? They're like really uptight about whether to mention right. the call letters of another. What the hell do we care about it? I'll tell you one thing, man. If you're in this business and you're afraid that somebody will mention the call letters <laughs> of another radio station, you really are in need mental help in the wrong business. Talk about paranoia. Here it is. This is in what? Uh, protect the Seals of the, uh, the Humane Society. Uh, yeah. By the way, that's Mike Francesa who walked off. Mike in. Francesa walked off their show. Okay? So, and, of course, there, yeah. uh, you know, just like the audience, why should he be any different? They're all flying away from it. Uh, the Humane Society website says, I have distressing news to share. The largest commercial slaughter of ma- uh, marine mammals on the planet set to begin late March. By the end of the hunt, it's predicted more than 300,000 seals have been clubbed or shot to death, many of them babies as young as 12 days old. Last year, was shocking. 98.5% of the seals killed were two months old or younger, and some were skinned while still conscious, able to feel pain. Lovely. We expect more of the same during this year's hunt. Haven't I always screamed about this, hollered and carried on like a maniac? Yeah, it's a bad thing. And it says, don't buy while seals die. Boycott Canadian seafood, eh? Okay says the Humane Society of the U.S. will be in the front lines in Canada fighting to halt its atrocity. I ask that you stand with us today and stop the seal hunt forever. I'm going outside right after the show and start screaming like a banshee. Quit with the clubbing and baby seals, you lunatics, you butchers. Seal hunting is an off season activity conducted by fishermen from Canada's East Coast, eh? They earn on average a small fraction of their incomes from seal hunting. The rest comes from commercial fisheries. Canada takes in nearly $3 billion annually from C4 uh, experts to the U.S. The connection between commercial fishing industry and the seal hunt in Canada gives consumers all over the world the power to end the vicious slaughter of seals. And this thing is, uh, got a, it's, it's on the, um, what, what's the website? Humane Society of the U.S. Humane Society at hsus.org. Oh, but you don't have the balls to talk about. Well, how about I to talk about when George is picking and choosing what he's going to send to me, okay? Well, I thought it was kind of The only thing that now. George isn't going to send to me is stuff from, uh, like, uh, Lyle and the, from uh, the Scribbler and all the chronics. That's all. The rest of it, I'll make the decisions. All right. I'll play Butch Boss from now on. All right. So then I don't have to, like I'm trying to cover up for the butcher. In addition to what you Well, you course,
6: always yell when I send you boring-ass stories all the time.
0: Who said this was a boring-ass story? This is sickening. It's disgusting. Just like the thing about the, the my next story about the 22 puppy and the 22 accused and using puppies, which, oh, by the way, Geldy talked about it yesterday. That's I was different. sitting here at the very beginning of his show, and I couldn't believe it. High-scrolling, Geldy. He's got to be a dog lover. With a voice like that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? What are you What are you saying? Well, who's more of an animal lover than I am, except, of course, for the extremist animal lovers, the ones that want to like, get a little bit too close and personal and make me uncomfortable about that. You know what I'm saying? No. i have all the Draw way back to the bestiality story from the state of Washington. Did I ever send that? I hope not. I don't know. Nine, uh, 842. Well, we better get with it now. We might not make our uh, 45,000 by two. This is Neil Rogers.
2: 7,531 this
3: margin, Alan Alex Brown.
0: Eat your parts 80. out, the Loser.
3: He called me Mr. Moose, and I'll be visiting to the uh, dwell d- d- uh, one an hour. Alright. I was sleeping in the park, just trying to take a snooze. I got pummeled in the dark. And blue. I'm hurt so bad, I'm coughing up blood. Why was I beaten by teenagers with clubs? I'm dying over here. Don't know why this happened. I took blows to the head. They took off, they were laughing. They left me here for dead. I've gotta ask, were they high on drugs? Why was I beaten by teenagers with clubs? I'm lying here, can hardly move. They took those baseball bats and swung them like they Ruth. Like to ask the parents why. They raise their kids this way Lots and lots of prison time Will be the price they pay Put them in jail With all those other thugs Why was I beaten by teenagers with clubs? Why was I beaten by teenagers
8: I was, i beaten by teenagers.
0: Just for the uh, Halibut. 03 at 560 WQM. I expect an apology on a fax machine, by the way. All right. And you get one yet? No, maybe. oh, it's beeping now. Maybe that's it. Yeah, now that I read that story and they're giving me a song. You don't have the balls uh, to read the story. Well, what is that? Like you're trying to protect the Canadian people. Oh, fishermen. yeah, especially now that they got these fascists here running the government. I'm going to protect Canada. Uh, screw those uh, hosers. The hell with it. Speaking of uh, people beating on uh, animals, th- this story just makes me want to puke. And I forgot I had it in my podcast. They never got to it. Thanks, Gildy. Leave it to Gildy. He's going to the dogs. Here comes your uh, your thank you from that person. That well, see, together. there you go. Now, there's somebody I like. Okay, they made a mistake. They rushed to judgment. They're blaming me because you're a jackass. Right. And, uh, and now I want a follow-up fax to come in here ripping you an ass, saying, who the hell are you? Which I don't have that who on the, the hell are you? That's Who That's what I was looking for. Sorry, I couldn't find it either. Sitting there eating free lunch and uh, censoring and picking and choosing what that old fag is going to talk well, we about. We got you stories stand. all the time, as you know, that we already have. I, I understand, don't care, but like you yell about that was on our website. You should have asked Josh. He follows the yeah, stories like religiously. Feels, you could ask crimes. him from like six weeks ago, and did Neil have the story on there about that prostitute that was like doing the judge? And he would say, Oh, yeah, well, I, I read, read that said, one four yeah, times. Every facts that we get
6: from a pedopoeia, uh, is he getting defensive, Josh, or animal, what?
0: animal thing.
6: He's getting defensive. You'd go nuts and you'd yell.
0: What? We get oh, every mean, it, well, day. Wasn't, we it get wasn't some a Peter person. person. It was in about fact. baby seals, man. I'm not, i It's sickening. It's disgusting. Subhuman. I never said that all the people. And in addition, to that's got, got, got nothing to, to, to do with where I'm living. And do with we get Ontario, a that's a bunch of them hoodies, uh, them fishermen people. Yeah. And here it is. Oh, oh. Thank you, Neil. I just wanted to get the info out there about the seals. Love you. Well, see, they hated me like five minutes ago. Now they love me. Well, I understand. See, this is what happens inside the building, too. I get all the, I get all the grief. They hate me like poison because you That's do right. all the dirty work. Or is the other way around. They hate you because, well, like, well, whatever. Now, let's just face it. They hate us, period. That's it. That's because we're associated with this show. They just hate us. I just can't believe that nobody in that place came in. And I, I mean, just, see, they have no sense of humor. I realize there's all kinds of stuff going on. i got a lot of fish to fry. Speaking of uh, seafood. Listen. You need to readjust. There
6: may be three people in the building listening to you now or ever. Yeah, Miguel, Duff, Tommy, Tommy, Duff. I think I'm done. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, so the people that you're expecting a response or something. Well, how come Tommy didn't come in there and say, good going, guys. He doesn't care
0: care about them,
6: and neither does anybody else for that matter.
0: No, but that isn't the point. You're you're missing the whole point of this. No, I think you are. No, I'm not. I don't care about them either. I couldn't give a flying crap less about them. I wouldn't listen to them if you paid me by the by the millisecond. So that's got nothing to do with it. It's just the idea of we're in a business. We're here to compete, compete, compete. you understand that? Does anybody no, get it at no. all? Oh.
6: I don't think Tommy gets ratings bonuses.
3: That, that's not the point. He's not
0: going to make any rating bonus for, uh, from this uh, bonus from this bogus rating bogus
4: because that's <laughs> what the fool was
0: bogus. Come on, Jesus! What a what a you See, people I, I are understand. understand. Talking about I understand. Most of the people are depressed because they're in that building and they're surrounded mm-hmm. with this gloom and doom. I thought that now we had the new regime, and of course Greg keeps showing up all the time because he's got nothing else to do, and he's on the payroll, so he, got, he keeps you know busy work, looking like he's doing something, and that probably like uh, casts a dark pall too over the proceedings. Good God! Just just get out of there for a while, Greg. Let let the air clear out. Open up the windows. Let's have let's have a little cleansing experience.
8: I saw him packing his office yesterday. Who's that? Greg. He was packing up? He was packing. Oh, God. All
0: right. Oh, I'm, see, now it goes to show. He just put me in the best mood, and that's the end of the week. Maybe just he's just hanging around for one more week. One more week. You think? Yeah. He was packing his stuff up. Oh,
3: all right. oh Colorado. Colorado. all right. All right, all right. <laughs> well, all right. Sports fans. All right.
0: By the way, he ain't on today. 80K, 4 to 7 for the Mad Dog, after Curtis, from the BAC, the Bank Atlantic Yantha rent center Panther preview with seven of Panthers and the Atlanta Trashers. Now, you better go out and see that game. You like an exciting hockey game? Atlanta scores a ton of goals. They're exciting. They got Ilya Kovalchuk, and they got Mirian Hosa. Never trust a guy named Mirian unless it's uh, John Wayne. And Lennon Troy, Lenny Martez and Troy Stratford after the hockey game. Man, what a lineup. Huh? I don't see Stu Gatz in there. 22 accused and using... So he was cleaning out his desk. No, he was uh, putting, you know,
6: like pictures and... Frames and things.
0: Oh, wait. Taking out his orifice. Oh, he was taking out his orifice? God, that must have taken a long yeah. time. For, over, over the last several years, there have been so many uh, QAM heads in there. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Let's hope they all got oh, out. I bet, I bet you when he started doing that, he had to remove Matty Bell first. They probably had to bring in a crane to surgically remove him from Greg's... Rectum? ...ass... The Drug Enforcement Administration. That, that fact that see that whole episode we just went through, I realized to most people that would not be very extraordinary. Mm-hmm. But you see, you don't understand the psychology of the way people think. In other words, if they if they snap their fingers, I'm supposed to respond. That's right. You know,
6: you're supposed to care about what they yeah. care about.
0: And you're right about those 85 page faxes we get many times. Stories that we've already got on our website, not right. only that day, but sometimes a day or two before. Days old stories, right. redundant stories. But, they're, they're, but at least they're involved. They're trying to be helpful, even though we hate them like poison for wasting our fax paper. But nevertheless, at least they're trying to be involved. That's not what I'd call it. Like I said, to be an irritant. And they're doing a good job of it.
3: Look at me. The DEA, the
0: Drug Enforcement Administration, arrested 22 Colombian nationals for smuggling heroin into the U.S. by nef- various methods, including <laughs> surgically implanting the drugs into puppies, officials uh, said Wednesday. Now, that's... Uh,
6: that's you didn't see outrageous. this story? Yeah, I saw it, and It's outrageous.
0: There, there's a little puppy that looks just like Tiny. Uh, how come they couldn't use cats? Now, that's a thought. That is an excellent idea. Just mm-hmm. rip their gut open and shove it in there. Yeah. <laughs> the Colombian organization brought more than 20 kilograms of heroin in the U.S., Concealing some of it by slitting open purebred puppies, according to John P. Gilbride, the DEA's New York Field Division special agent in charge in a news release. At least three puppies died from having liquid heroin packets placed inside them and then being stitched back up. Oh, Jesus Christ. Human couriers or swallowers also ingested the heroin packets to transport them overseas. The group also had drugs in body creams, aerosol cans, and along the lining of purses and luggage. Drug smugglers often rely on couriers to swallow condoms full of drugs, and one Colombian woman was once found with cocaine surgically implanted in her buttocks. Rectum? Hmm. The organization's outrageous and heinous smugg- anus smuggling, isn't that what you call it? If they implanted in her buttocks, wouldn't that be heinous smuggling?
6: What else would you call it?
0: Rectum. Their outrageous and heinous smuggling method of implanting heroin inside puppies is a true indication of the extent that drug dealers go to to make their profit, they said. This investigation identified the individuals who are responsible for overseeing and smuggling millions of dollars worth of heroin from Colombia to the East Coast. And now we got that Colombian radio station on their Radio Suave. Yeah. What is that called? Oh, you wouldn't know. Caracol. What a memory I got. Got oh, a cold? Very good. Don't sneeze. Kind of cold. Hey. You haven't heard it yet? What? I, I don't understand. Other than little Joey. Do we know any Colombians about it? Oh,
3: little Joey. You let him on the air all the time. Little Joey. But when I call out, I'm not going to stand still for that.
0: I just don't like a I do a pretty good Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Of course, you've heard him enough. <laughs> Me actually <laughs> have in my sleep. Yeah.
3: Hitler. Hitler.
0: By the way, that's Gilbert. For anybody who doesn't know it, uh, that does Hitler. That's the only thing you'll hear from him on here. More than $20 million worth of heroin is involved, NBC News reported. Wednesday's arrest was a culmination of a two-year investigation that identified a drug trafficking organization based in Medellin, Colombia, whose distribution... Had, why don't we just bomb Colombia, for Christ's sakes? <laughs> At least uh, Hugo Chavez, he's got the oil there in Venezuela. Has Colombia got oil? I don't think so. No. And why is that? Why not? They just don't. Well, the Lord works in mysterious ways. He figured they don't need oil. They got all them drugs. That's right. Uh, whose distribution network reached from Miami to New York City? Miami. There we go again. Drugs in Miami. What a concept. In January of last year, police in Colombia found six puppies with scars on their abdomens at a rural property. Ultrasound sc- scans revealed bags of liquid heroin hidden inside living animals. Police said traffickers plan to retrieve the drug once the dogs pass customs abroad.
3: <laughs> once they pass customs? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? No, the me dog has
0: to pass customs. They have to take their shoes off?
6: Does a drug-sniffing dog detect heroin inside another dog?
0: That's a good question. What about if the uh, heroin's inside the drug-sniffing dog? Uh-huh. They have Never a sniff- thought about that. I think we butt. ought to start, like, checking out the dogs uh, instead of the other way around. Colombia is the world's largest producer of cocaine and the main supplier of heroin to the USA. And guess who's the largest supplier of those poppies, huh? Afghanistan? Afghanistan. Now nah, we're talking. Boy, that's their, that's their only industry when you come right down to it. We did a hell of a job there again in Afghanistan. But we got that Hamid Karzai in there the, from the uh, UNICAL, from the board of directors at UNICAL. Another right. oil pimp. All the oil pimps all the time. And we told you right on this fat-ass show a long time ago, when they first started that shock and awe, this is about two things only, O-I-L and M O N E Y, and here we are like uh, almost five years later. And it turned out the old fag was right. Told you, you'd have to be a rocket scientist to see that. In fact, they were even commenting a little couple of shots there about all this business about not being dependent on Middle East oil and unstable countries, and Cheney sitting behind him with his beady eyes rolling around like a pinball machine, and people are saying it's a little bit uh, incredulous, the whole thing, because since Bush and Cheney are both up to their ears in oil, they're in the oil business, man, with the Bin Ladens. Remember the thing? Oh, yeah, I was in business with his father in the olive oil business.
6: I didn't know no godfather.
0: Yeah, that's right. I was in business with his father in the olive oil business, Jenko Oil. Uh, seriously, every line, every scene in that movie just—it it, just—it captures your whole mm-hmm. existence. Leave the gun. Take the canola. You know I think every day.
5: <laughs> I don't care how many Dago Guinea, what greaseball goombas
3: come out. On who the
0: did board. I just mention? Who did I just say like ten seconds ago that they just flashed on CNN? Hamid Karzai, that oil pimp from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm Very telling good, you, my you psychic like
0: powers—if they worked as well at, at the track as they do on the air here, and like the rest of the day, I'd be—I'd be loaded. I wouldn't have to be here sitting and fighting like crazy for a bunch of wimpy sports nerd guys.
3: We don't want to.
0: This is Neil Rogers. Watch solid. This is
2: 560 QAM. 30 a day, plus gas. Well, I rented Lincoln. Cash or credit. And I drove up in the hills. You want the insurance? And recall how it happened. Well, it... Good luck. It still gives me chills. What a weirdo. Followed my map of star houses. Yikes. And was shot to see. Sitting on her front porch was Angelina Jolie.
3: La, 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 la. Well, I walked up like I knew her. Hey, do I know you? And I saw her hesitate. Hey. But the chlorophoid
2: started working. Then for her, it was too late. Hey. Put her in my car and hey.
3: Hey. rolled the windows down. Now she was my queen, and I made her crown. Put the stupid crown off me. And I've got Angelina Jolie in my basement. I'm in the
7: basement. And I think I'll keep
3: her there with me.
7: Hello.
2: And charge her rent. I love
3: rent. Well, I hope she don't mind. I hope that she'll find that she likes the cement. I'm such a fine How wonderful life is with Angelina Jolie in my basement. Let's be out of here. Well, I'm schizophrenic, polar and manic, but I bet you'd give your last nice sense. Hey. Would Jolie locked down in your basement? I Don't hurt my dog. I'll do it, mister. Don't hurt precious. I'll hurt your dog, mister. Then put the dog in the basket. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. Twelve nineteen
0: 19 at 560-WQM. We got 894. 891. Whatever the hell it says there. Almost 900 volt. We're gonna get that thousand just as easy as uh, rolling over and playing dead, like our uh, the sports nerds.
3: We don't wanna.
0: Oh, here's this uh, update on the worm. You got the worm yet? Oh, uh, not that one. A computer. This is from Hong Kong. Because today was supposed to be the day they always do. It's like like that same yeah, thing with the uh, you know the Y2K yeah, crap. Yeah. There's a worm coming, y 2 Y2K, all the computers all over the world are going to crash, your electric's going to go out. I, you know, think it back on that. It's just a, kind of a scary, you know. How many stupid people, uh, and, and then, of course, the really stupid people believe all the crap. That's, that's what they're <laughs> hearing to. <laughs> a computer worm expected to be, uh, begin corrupting files and infected machines around the world Friday caused no major damage in the Asian financial centers of Hong Kong and Tokyo. Maybe they've got good machines over there. Experts had warned that the worm, known as Kamasutra, CME-24, blackworm, or MyWife.E, could corrupt documents using the most common file types, including .doc, .pdf, and .zip. It's well past the deadline, but we haven't confirmed any cases of the Kama Sutra in Japan, which suggests we're not looking at a major outbreak. Itsuro Nishimoto, an executive of a Tokyo-based computer security company, LAC, said that uh, Friday afternoon their time. He called the threat of an attack a bluff and said even if it did occur, users can easily protect their files with standard precautions. You know, like that Norton antivirus. <laughs> right. Boy, do I hate that thing. Me too. A manager at Hong Kong's Official Coordination Center for Computer emergencies said he hadn't received any reports or calls for help from those infected by the worm. It began spreading late last month, but we haven't received any calls in the past two weeks. We don't expect to receive any today either, Roy Ko said. K-O as in Ko. Oh, the worm is believed to have infected hundreds of thousands of computers, mostly in India, Peru, Turkey, and Italy. Finnish security company F Secure said earlier this week. Unlike other worms, generally designed to help spammers and hackers carry out attacks, Blackworm could inflict more damage because it sets out to destroy documents using the most common file types. It also tries to disable outdated antivirus software. Maybe this worm is the one that got rid of all those documents they had about the um, in the White House there, Jack Abramoff. Oh, those documents. yeah. Yeah. And the uh, the, all the
6: CIA leak, all those, two.
0: Right. But Coe said he wasn't worried. Our assessment of the worm damage isn't serious. Big uh, corporations will surely be able to avoid if they update their antivirus software frequently enough. We're more worried about individual users and small businesses. There was also no sign that government offices have been affected, said Mavis Hui, a spokeswoman for the Commerce Industry and Technology Bureau. Mavis Hui, H-U-I Hui. Isn't that what Joe Rose always said? Hui? He likes it. And that baby. Eight ninety seven, man, it's like heaven on that pool today. If you're a sportsman or not, got the Super Bowl cover. Even George is going to be watching. Not oh, on yeah. Sunday. Whip, whipped up. <laughs> yeah. Six o'clock, six p.m. Be there, or be square. We love the Steelers. they really, or is it we love the Seahawks? I don't care. I just, I don't. know. I just, I can't get all that excited about it because I really, really, and truly, as much as I want to see the Steelers beat the crap out of the Colts for obvious reasons, uh, I don't like the, the Colts. Steelers. I beg your pardon. You said the Steelers beat the hell out of the Colts. Denver. Did I say beat the Broncos? Isn't that what I just said? No. Oh. Well, you know what I was saying. Okay. And they did. But nevertheless, I just uh, I don't I don't like uh, Bill Cower. I can't stand that whole thing with the jaw. And as far as Seattle's concerned, you know Mike Holmgren, he looks like he's had too much of that Wisconsin cheese. You know, when he was in Green Bay. I guess Seattle, huh? We're going to root for Seattle? I am, yes. Well, there you that's go. Right. I yeah, me too. I don't
6: care who wins. I just want to see a good game. Oh, you got
0: a bet on them. Now, come on. Don't tell me you don't have a big bet yeah, on Yeah, you're right. I got with Hank earlier over the phone. Right. And we got overs, unders. I mean, What's the over works? and under 47? Yeah. What's the spread? Yeah, that's the spread. <laughs> i got a comment for that. Joyce, that's the spread. <laughs> the low price. Yeah, she's the quicker picker-upper. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon singular wireless line. Kind of a lethargic afternoon here, you know? We're kind of you know what I'm doing right now? What are you doing? Actually right I could here? be sitting on one of them little rings you sit on when you got bad words. That's called resting on your laurels. <laughs> is that what those are called? That's what that's called. Your laurels. Which is a racetrack, by the way, in Maryland. In Balmer, I believe. 902. In fact, isn't that where Pimp? No, that's Pimlico. I'm sorry. Same difference. Nine oh two. How much of a sports nerd are you? I'm a fan, not a nerd, 295. I have some interest, but not big time. I'm not, in other words, I'm not obsessed. There's nothing worse than being obsessed with games, with ball games. It's, oh, Jesus, you know. Uh, I hate everybody, 81. Total nerd, 44. It's like these people at the hockey here, yeah? The board head coach of the Leafs will be aboard in hour. Oh, okay, soon. good. I hate this pool, 42. I love to shower with the guys, 41. I have no interest, like George, 38. I mean, uh, who cares, you know? Enough of this already. I hate spectator sports. 36. Only for gambling purposes, 21. I only watch one sport, 19. Is there anything else besides sports, 12? Oh, Clarence voted for that, I'm sure. And I'm a jock sniffer. Oh, 11. He also voted for that. How is Clarence? Did you come in there and congratulate us on our phenomenal uh, job? Huh? Not even Tommy. Well, He's probably out to lunch. I would imagine. Either that or he's working feverishly in there, maybe one of the conducting a couple of drug deals. Got a great story here, but I think it's too long. I already said it. I'm not, I'm not sending you no more stories unless something major happened, because I don't want to do that 27 stories again and get you all, like, bummed out on the weekend, okay? Put too much pressure. Do what you got to do, man. You know, I got I got the window cracked open here because it's actually too warm in here, believe it or not. Not that it's that hot today, but... And somebody's cooking something, maybe next door. Oh, man. It's all good or... Good. It's all like curry... No, no, not Curry.
3: Second period, five on three. Glen Murray tattoos one pass away. It's.
0: Uh, oh, well, it actually is forty. It's kind of murky looking and gloomy. It's raining a little bit, little, little dripping. You know, like it's uh, like the Amsterdam drip. You ever had the Amsterdam drip? Not lately. It all depends on what part of your body it's dripping from. But uh, yeah, it's about forty. But anyway, something that smells like uh, pasta sauce. Mm. mm, Which I can't eat my pasta, but boy, do I love it. Is there? You know anybody doesn't love like the Do You know anybody? No, not that, uh, not that I think of. I mean, it, it, I mean, there's some vegetarians who obviously aren't. we going to, you know, if we said, well, nobody doesn't like a good steak, but there are vegetarians who don't eat meat, so we have to exclude them, right? But as far as the spaghetti, I guess, I guess they won't be eating no meatballs with their spaghetti, like the Italians don't eat meatballs with their pasta. They would laugh at you if you said that. Like Go into you... Italian uh, trattoria and say, I'll have, i like, give me a, a pizza with a pepperoni. And, of course, in Italy, pepperoncini is like peppers, so they'll give you a pizza right. with, like, pe- hot peppers on it. Ooh, no, thank you. Well, but I'm just saying there's Those no such good, thing as Pappy Rooney, okay? There's Art Rooney, but there ain't no Pappy Rooney. Thank you, Rooney. In January, the powerful Alexander Strategy Group shut down its public operations faster than merchants peddling pirated DVDs on Canal Street who hear the cops are on the way. The well-connected Republican lobbying firm founded and run by former senior staffers of embattled House Majority Leader Tom DeLay explained that the publicity from the Jack Abramoff mega-scandal has fatally damaged its business. On the surface, it appears to be the fault of a major player in the GOP's K Street project, which has made lobbying a highly partisan industry. But don't count out ASG. Already, according to the Washington Post, most of its lobbyists are setting up a successor firm. While ASD spins its problems as collateral damage from the Abramoff affair, it's hardly the victim of an errant public relations bomb, una bomba. In fact, the firm was deeply entangled in several of the Washington scandals. Its swift shutdown offers a rare x-ray of the elaborate lobbying shell game that trades access to lucrative government contracts for funds to fill the campaign war chests, keeping Republicans in power. Founded by DeLay's former chief of staff, Ed Buckham, ASG was a centerpiece of this game. In recent report, public citizen lays out the rules. In this partnership, corporations, trade associations, and lobbying firms are pressured to hire only Republicans. Those lobbyists then help Republican leadership to whip on the outside to get Republican members of the House to vote for leadership's legislative agenda. The lobbyists also raise enormous amounts of money from their clients to ensure that Republicans remain the majority in Congress. For this fealty, the leadership grants the lobbyists access to the decision-makers and provides legislative favors. For their class, And the story goes on. It's a long story. It's, it'll be on our website tomorrow or else. 27 past noon, if you tuned in late. <laughs> you know something? We At this point, I don't care if anybody else in the building gives a crap or not, you know, because we did a phenomenal job. Uh, you know, we're not looking for like an extra bonus or something. Yeah, we are. Even even for a pat on the back saying, boy, what a great job, guys, even by hook or by crook. You, you, you just done it. You got the masses wh- whipped up to a frenzy out there, and we put them in their place and kicked their ass. And you you think especially since they're the ones that are all whipped up about those losers across the street we don't care, right? Right. So we because of the fact that they were too wussified to get up to the plate, and, you know, like Ross Perot always said, you got to step up to the plate, roll up your sleeves, and do do do. And these guys, that, that's what they did, all right. They were do do doing until we stepped in. Caca. That's what they were doing. Man, looks like Fat Boy been attacking the walls in that tea room again. This is Neil Rogers.
2: This is 560
5: QAM. My God, your breasts are beautiful.
2: He can't sleep. Better have a good to Taking it late
6: You ruined a thousand retirements
3: And it is time to pay For all your crimes And pretty soon you will Be serving hard times
1: Taking hey, it late You put Enron in the red Taking
2: it late Go to prison for a while Taxes you didn't pay Income you just didn't buy
3: You stole billions from your employees.
2: Absolutely. And
3: now you're going to the penitentiary.
2: Taking it late. Stay in jail until you're dead.
0: So, Greg Reed has uh, cleaned out his office. I packed up all the pictures and stuff. like How did you see that? Were you, like, spying in there or what? I just
6: happened to be walking by. I saw it. Yeah?
0: Walk on by? Peered in there to see. Hey Greg, what are you doing in there? i oh, will just uh, clean up my stuff. Getting out of here. Bye, Greg. Maybe now Joe Bell can like uh, grab the reins and really kick some ass, huh? If you see me walking down
3: the street, <laughs> and oh. i start to cry, Oh Jesus! Each
0: time we meet hey Dion, <laughs> how's that psychic network coming with uh, what's your name from Power ninety six? Oh. Bo, you won't see Bo no more. We got Kim Bo Camper, Bo, but we ain't got no more Bo Griffin. Right. The only got Bo Jerry you, Griffin. you don't need to know Bo and Joe. Well, you know something? I think that was a match made in purgatory between Bo Griffin and Joe Costello. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> your buddy, man. Those were good times. We sure turned on him, or did he turn on us? He just—I don't I mean, know. He, he left town. That's. Well, what does that mean?
6: He went to uh, Washington D.C. and I guess he's back and uh, and everything. There's no turning, as far as I'm concerned. He just. Well, what do you mean he's back? He just went. Sometimes, he, well, he still lives here technically
0: no all right no he lives there and he hates it okay and he said that XM radio is in a a disgrace media largely ignored fitzgerald revelation that white house may have destroyed emails because we i just mentioned this and you made some smart ass comment few uh, it's a long story i'm just going to read a couple paragraphs because i want to put people in a coma Few major news outlets have covered the fact, first reported by the New York Daily News, that in a letter to I. Lewis, Scooter Libby's defense attorneys, Special Counsel Patrick Fitton J. Fitzgerald said that numerous emails from 2003 are missing from the White House computer archives, okay? okay. Just an accident, just a coincidence, I'm sure. They just happened to be missing. A February 1st New York Daily News article by staff writer James Gordon Meek reported that in a recent letter to defense attorneys for <coughs> Scooter Libby, Patrick Fitzgerald said those emails are missing from the computer archives in the White House. A Media Matters for America survey of coverage following the publication of the week's article found that most major news outlets, with only a few exceptions, have ignored this story. On October 28, 2005, a grand jury indicted Libby. We know about that. Uh, media Matters examined cable and network news coverage on February 1st from 4 p.m. till midnight, and February 2nd from 6 to 10 a.m. Also looked at newspaper and wire coverage on February 1 and 2 for mentions of this letter following the publication of Meek's article. The survey found that only the Certainly Not News networks CNN, the Associated Press, and the New York Sun have devoted any substantial coverage to Fitzgerald's revelation. Oh. Probably just a. Uh, Oh, uh, coincidence. Oh, look at this here. I, I had this in my problem. I'm going to move it up because now Europe look at this. The, Europe is beginning, uh, you know, after 60 years, it's relearning to hate again.
3: Abdulrahman Zafar, one quick last question to wrap this up. What needs to be done to diffuse this situation?
0: You you can only imagine if they have the South Park episode with the Virgin Mary on there. They, oh, brother. Can you imagine if Mohammed would have been there, uh, you know, well, spitting but, blood from his head on the people's face? That'll be next. Oh, boy. Well, they're... see, one thing about the Muslims, man, when they get pissed off, they don't just, uh, you know. Yeah, they say, get Oh, well, off we don't like that or... at all. You better do something about it. No, they don't say that, although only Indians talk like that. But nevertheless, protests against European newspapers' publication of cartoons lampooning the Prophet Muhammad gained momentum across the Islamic world yesterday as Pakistani schoolchildren burned French and Danish flags and Muslim presen- uh, presidents denounced the drawings. Cartoons. Even Doonesbury never had this much flack. No. At the same time, more European news organizations printed or broadcast the characters, citing a need to defend freedom of expression. One thing about them Europeans, man, they don't take it laying down. Well, sometimes they do.
6: That's what I heard.
0: In another day of confrontation between the largely secular nations of Europe and Muslim countries where religion remains a strong force in daily life, Islamic activists threatened more widespread protests and boycotts of European business. While some European officials sought to defuse the crisis, many journalists insisted that despite Islamic outrage, religious sensibility shouldn't result in censorship. We would have done exactly... You know, like they had one of these spokesmen on their news last night saying, they're making fun of our religion. And, of course, yeah. And? Exactly. So, your mama. We would have done exactly the same thing. and would it have been a Pope, Rabbi, or Priest caricature, wrote Editor-in-Chief Serge Faubert in Thursday's editions of Francois, one of the newspapers that printed the cartoons. Mahmoud a e Hashem. Mahmoud. Awful lot of guys named Mahmoud, you know it? Yeah. As in, was machst Mahmoud Hashem, a businessman in Saudi Arabia, reflecting broad sentiment in Muslim societies, called the cartoons just another example of a sport to insult Islam and Muslims after the attacks of 9-11. Under Islamic teachings, any depiction of Muhammad, the faith's founder and messenger of God, is blasphemy, including depictions that are not negative. In other words, even if he was like a good guy, well...
6: Ah! Yeah, a really good uh, photograph, pen and ink drawing.
0: Right, like real snappy dresser-like, like me. The cartoons violated that dictum, and many of them also ridiculed the prophet. In one, he's depicted as a terrorist with his turban holding a bomb with a burning fuse. Oh, bomba in the turban. In his shmata. Political analysts from both sides describe the newspaper's printing of the cartoons as a dangerous incitement in a conflict that's already alienated the growing Muslim populations of West European nations and hardened extremists in both camps. European. Not right. Paris Hilton. Alexander Adler, author of Rendezvous with Islam, criticized the newspapers. We're at war, he said, citing the Iraq insurgency. Yeah, this crap, in other words, basically what he's saying, I guess, is that the whole world is at war with Islam. Isn't that what he's saying? Well, that's what he'd like. Uh, Yeah. That's uh, evidently his take, his take on it. The European Trades Commissioner Peter, Peter Mandelson said the continued printing of the cartoons was throwing petrol onto the flames. Acknowledging the desire to stand up for press freedom, he said newspapers must understand the offense that is caused by publishing cartoons of this nature. But more news organizations continued to display the cartoons yesterday, including the BBC, which said it hoped to uh, give audiences an understanding of the strong feelings evoked by the story, and if those folks don't like, like it, Hubman Dreard, they said. Boy, well, it was BBC, guys. What a sense of humor, huh? Hubman Dreard, my ass. In the West Bank, city of Nablus, Palestinian gunmen kidnapped a German citizen from a hotel restaurant and threatened to seize more foreigners. He was later released because they're P.O. to cartoons that he didn't even draw. Right. right. Like that. That'll teach your people to be well, making uh, yeah. fun of Mohammed, Damn Germans, even if it was Dutch. Here's a fax that says from uh, who's this from, Jim? Larkin awarded damages after scrotum burn. The chairman of the Donegal County uh, City Council has been awarded damage for an injury suffered during a football game 13 years ago and received widespread newspaper coverage this morning. Where is this? This must be in Ireland, I would assume? I would imagine. Donegal County. The Football Association of Ireland, yeah, well, boy, are you, you're you on top of it, man, was ordered to pay uh, Desi Larkin 9,000 euros after he suffered burns to his crotch. It hurts after, after coming into contact with line used to mark lines on the pitch. Oh, watch where you step on the pitch. It's a bitch. Well, I've got news for him, man. The Brits are just there's no hope for the world. You you can scream about the ragheads all you want, but the Brits. In October 93, he was playing for Bonagas Celtic in a match with Donegal Town, during which time lime came into contact with his testicles. I wonder if Bud Foster remembers lime time. I'm sure he does. I wonder if Bud's still around. There were no showers at the pitch when uh, Larkin awoke the next morning. He was in pain, having been referred to a hospital. A consultant confirmed his testicles had been burned. I've heard of burning love before, but this is ridiculous. The judge said, had there been showers available, the injury might have been averted. It was the yeah. defendant's responsibility to warn players of the risk. Thank you very much, Jimmy. And you're knocking all these showerings and uh, showers. That's right. you got to go in there and shower the guys, man, because otherwise you might wind up with a burning in your groin. Of course, if you shower too much with you guys, that's you might right, have I a different kind you know. of burning in your This is Neil Rogers. I'm thinking, I guess that's the definition now of what really old is. If you can remember a time before there was television, you're old. Yeah. I like imagine. me. Right. Ancient. Can you even imagine? No. A time when we had no TV? No. Well, what did you do? I mean, uh, what was your life? Or what was, uh, you know? Well, you had, got caught polio and died young. Oh, is that it? A series of fires damaged six rural Alabama churches overnight. Investigators today are trying to determine whether they were arson or, you know what Ray Nagin says, God surely is mad. He's pissed off. off. See? Yeah. I just had like a little grip there. I think God is pissed off at me. Can't, don't be uh, taking this too lightly now. Most of the churches were Baptist, located near major highways, and all but one were in Bibb County, about 25 miles south of Birmingham. The other church in Chilton County, had been undergoing construction, which could have been a source of the fire, said Reagan Ingram. I wonder if he's kindred like Dave Ingram, or oh, Ingram, maybe Dan Ingram, Kimisabi, a spokesman for the state insurance agency that oversees fire investigations. That church, New Harmony Baptist in Fairview, was destroyed. No arrests have it made as of today, yet. In 1996, race was a factor in a series of arsons that damaged rural black churches in Alabama and elsewhere, but Ingram said the fires late Thursday in the early day destroyed both the churches of predominantly black congregations and predominantly white congregations, so I guess maybe he's like spreading them around. The arsonist. Maybe maybe it's a racially, you know, fair right. arsonist. He wants to, when in doubt, yeah. even it out. Don't like Baptists. Jim Parker, member of the Ashby Baptist Church, told WBRC Television in Birmingham he understood the fire, began near the pulpit, and that the fires at other churches had a similar pattern. Just a coincidence, God is surely mad. Just like a listen to Ray Nagin. Talking about that chocolate city. Chocolate. Speaking of uh, priests... This has got to be another one of those stories somebody made up, because I just, I just don't believe these things, know, yeah? I think it's part of that liberal uh, media propaganda all the time.
5: There's no facts in, in the church.
0: For damn sure. For sure, laddie. The investigation of a retired Vatican official accused of molesting an eastern Ontario altar boy decades ago involved, acu- involves accusers in several other communities where the priest lived, police said yesterday. An arrest warrant's been issued for Monsignor Bernard Prince, 71, a retired Vatican official accused of assaulting a 12-year-old altar boy in the town of Wilno, Ontario, in the late 60s, before he eventually moved to Rome to work for the Vatican. Oh, boy. I'll bet she's having a field day there. Not field, but a field day. He's feeling it. Sergeant Christine Ray Chalet Chalet, said the matter could move to extradition proceedings if Prince continues to ignore an arrest warrant issued after charges were laid last October you get laid last October? Probably Possibly. not. In the meantime, she said investigators were looking into other claims in other parts of Ontario. Even in the U.S. eh? we have allegations from different communities, said Ray Cholet. It's become quite extensive. I can't say how many complainants there are, but in fact, Prince did live in Wilno, Ottawa, uh, Pembroke, uh, Prior, Toronto, and Kingston, <coughs> as well as in the States, too, before it went out in North America. It's an in- extensive investigation. So far, Prince only faces charges related to an assault, alleged assault at his former cottage in the small southern Ontario town of Wilno. We do hope that it comes back to deal with. Everybody deserves their day in court, Rachel A. said. Reverend Peter Poole of the diocese of Pembroke said he knew nothing about the allegations and they never received any complaints about Prince. Prince is denied being notified of the allegations, but Rachel A. insisted he's been told of the charges ordered to return to Canada or else. Say, Although the Pembroke Diocese kept a record of its priest's career history, approval said a detailed list of Prince's postings were not, not immediately available. And it goes on about he did this one, he did that one. The controversy is just the latest to strike the Catholic Church in Ontario this year. Charles Sylvester, 82 of Bell River, faces 42 sexual assault charges, including indecent assault, rape, and attempted rape. Although, you know what Mo said, gang rape is a hoot. that what he said? It's, uh, Something about money. hooters. Okay, let's take a look. By the way, in case you missed it, we kicked their ass over there down the street, the uh, sports nerds. How much of a sports nerd are you? That's our poll today on Super Bowl weekend. Even George is all excited about it. He's hoping to see some more boobies on there. Huh? Well, now, wouldn't that be sad if you missed it? I'm sure you missed uh, the Janet Jackson thing. all of course You saw 50,000 exactly. times. That day. How much of a sports nerd are you? I'm a fan, not under a nerd, 315. I have some interest, but not big time, 280. In other words, uh, I could take it or leave it. I hate everybody, 89. I, total nerd, 47. I love to shower with the guys, 44. Snap their ass with a nice long white towel. I hate this pool, 43. I have no interest, 40. I hate spectator sports, 38. Only for gambling purposes, 23. Don't be betting on that Super Bowl this weekend. Your ass will go to jail, I'm telling you right now. Bill Bennett's going to come to your house and uh, r- 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 take your ass away. Uh, I only watch one sport, 21. I'm a jock sniffer, 13. Is there anything else besides sport? Only a dozen. 13 jock sniffers. Don't we have that thing, nasal passages? Yeah, we do. Somewhere. Oh. Huh? Now, that's not about, it's not about that, but nevertheless. It's about your president snorting coke is what it's about. Too bad we don't have time to play it right now. But you know something, when we come back, there might be a damn good chance.
2: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Buttheads, it's the one to two hour.
0: To have stuck that G.D. in there, you know.
6: Yeah, it's too bad. How many times yeah. did you dump it? I beg your pardon? How many times did you dump it?
0: Uh, once. Okay, me too. That makes two. And Josh? No. He... I
6: saw George do it. We just looked at each other. You saw
0: George do it? I don't want to hear about right. it. I took pictures. How many votes have we got in the poll so far? we got got 1,000 coming at 2 o'clock, and I have a feeling, no, 981 already. Like I said, we got got 1,000 coming by 115 or sooner. Well, i tell you, I don't know what got into these people. I guess they got pissed off, too, with this lackadaisical, this kind of uh, laissez-faire attitude of the rest of these people. We don't want yeah, they got pissed off about that. Pretty sad commentary when the audience has to go to bed first, and most of our guys are, like, just laying out waiting for the steamroller to, you know, run them over. What's that all about? So oh, and the, speaking of John Boehner, which is how you pronounce his name, my bad, yesterday... January House Republicans have chosen Ohio Representative John Boehner over Republican Roy Blunt as their new majority leader. Boehner will replace Tom the Hammer Delay. The Hammer. Hey, stupid. Now facing trial for money laundering and other charges in Texas, the party's chorus is queued up to celebrate Boehner as a new start, a clean contrast to the foul odor of corruption that pervades this Congress. This is on TomPayne.com, by the way. -hmm. Good luck, it says. Boehner, lauded by supporters as a bridge across Republican factions, has paved that bridge with a cold cash of special interest money. Vayner, a leader of Newt Gingrich's 94 takeover of the House, is renowned in Washington for maintaining a perpetual tan from Florida jaunts, liberally hopping on corporate jets dispensed by lobbyists, and raising tons of cash from K Street. His lavish beach parties for rich donors are his notorious signature, and he first came to public attention by giddily dispensing checks from tobacco executives on the House floor a decade ago. Boehner touts change with a wink of the eye. Yes, I am cozy with lobbyists, the Washington Post reports, he told his colleagues, while assuring them that he would not overreact to the Jack Abramoff lobbying scandal by curtailing the lavish travel and spending habits they've come to enjoy. For a Republican caucus that can barely summon a majority to pass a ban on former members turned lobbyists using the House gym while grousing about anything approaching real reform, Boehner is the perfect choice. And for the rest of us, Boehner personifies how the cost of corruption in Washington gets passed on to an ordinary Americans. As chair of the Education and Workforce Committee, he's known as the representative from Sally May. Sally May is the leading provider of loans to college students and their parents, and Boehner has consolidated his leadership by dispensing big bucks raised from lenders in that campaign and party contributions. In fact, the Center for Responsive Politics reports that Sally May is the biggest donor to Boehner's political action committee called the Freedom Project. In return, he protects their interest. Most recently, he helped develop uh, and push through legislation that may weaken the loan industry's competition, the direct student loan program, where students bypass Salome and others and borrow directly from the government. While taking it to their competition, Boehner openly reassured bankers that they would not be harmed greatly by this legislation. As reported in the Chronicle of Education, he informed a group of bankers that they could rest easy in his trusted hands. College tuition is soaring and grant levels aren't keeping up. Under Boehner's leadership, Congress has refused to raise the top level of Pell grants despite repeated campaign pledges by Bush to do so. As a result, more and more students have to work part-time while taking on even greater levels of debt to pay for college. Already millions uh, are having college priced out of their reach. Millions more drop out, unable to sustain the burden of classes and work in debt. And those who do make it will find the difficult burden of paying those loans just got harder. The new pre-owned leader of the Republicans in Congress is rewarding the bankers that contribute to his campaigns by protecting their profits and threatening their competition. And in this most corrupt Congress, he's portrayed as the reformer. When the stench gets this thick, it's no wonder that people start talking about cleaning the stables. Get the shovels, guys. Get the shovels. Got them? Oh, I got several. Good. Speaking of that, Missoula, Montana. Ever been in Missoula? Frequently. Been in misery. Mm-hmm.
4: to England as a matter of
0: fact three hour drive scientists said on Thursday that there's a step closer to a vaccine against the bacteria that causes one of the world's leading causes of blindness and a commonly common sexually transmitted disease research into the vaccine was stalled 25 years ago but recent advances in DNA knowledge have led to a promising candidate for vaccine against chlamydia trichomatis pretty tricky that chlamydia Researchers Harlan Caldwell and Deborah Crane said in interviews yesterday, the bacteria causes a sexually transmitted disease, chlamydia, which can cause pelvic inflammatory disease and infertility in women. The bacteria can also cause trachoma, an infection of the eyes that can cause blindness, both diseases treated with antibiotics. Caldwell and microbiologist Crane reported in a study released this week that antibodies to one protein may prevent infection by all 15 strains of chlamydia, tro- uh, trachomatis. The study was released by the Rocky Mountain Laboratories of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Researchers at the lab in Hamilton, Montana, have been there? Yes. Oh. Has been conducted. They've never been in Shelby, though. Yes. Yes. No, don't go back. All around. Has been conducted in test tubes. Test tube! But we'll now move on to animal testing, the scientists said. Caldwell said animal testing could be complete within two to three years, and clinical trials in people within five years. How do you like that? Bye-bye, chlamydia. Maybe. What's this puking off the fax machine here? news story. Oh, sending me news stories? Didn't you want that? Uh, oh, he is so easy, man. You're just, <laughs> is, you're just a mess. Well, I wouldn't want to upset Mark, you're who said just that a story. Basket case. Oh, is it's your buddy Mark. Mark. Oh, chronic facts are know, Mark. What are you uh, trying uh, to tell story? us, Mark? I have no life. Okay. See, now you make it sound like I'm ungrateful for the story. I'll let you know whether <laughs> I'm grateful or not. No, we'll see how good it is. It says, Judge slams ex-EPA chief over 9-11. Oh, i got to, oh, what's that other story? Oh, yeah, here we go. i got to get to that in a minute. You know, the fact they dragged Cindy Sheehan out of there? Right. And that uh, Republican from Florida, the congressman's wife? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. A federal judge blasted former EPA chief Christine Todd Whitman on Thursday for reassuring New Yorkers soon after 9-11 that it was safe to return to their homes and offices while toxic dust was polluting the hood. U.S. District Judge Deborah Batts refused to grant Whitman immunity against a class action lawsuit brought in 2004 by resident students and workers in lower Manhattan and Brooklyn who said they were exposed to hazardous materials from the destruction of the World Trade Center. No reasonable person would have thought that telling thousands of people that it was safe to return to lower Manhattan while knowing that such return could pose long-term health risks and other dire consequences was conduct sanctioned by our laws, the judge said. Fry her ass, Judge! She called Whitman's actions conscious conscious shocking, saying the EPA chief knew that the collapse of the Twin Towers released tons of hazardous materials into the air. Looked like, just, like they just dropped H-bombs. Whitman had no comment. A Justice Department spokesman said the government had no comment. Spokesman, Spokeswoman Mary Mears said the EPA was reviewing the opinion, but it was pleased that the court had dismissed two or four civil claims against the agency, including allegations brought under the Federal Superfund law. The judge let the lawsuit proceed against the EPA and Whitman, permitting the plaintiffs to try to prove the agency and its administrator endangered their health. The lawsuit sees unspecified damages and reimbursement for cleanup costs and asks the court to order that a medical monitoring fund be set up to track the health of those exposed to Trade Center dust. Your government really cares about you. Is there anybody who believes that? No. They care about your welfare. No. They care about those dangerous drugs. that they're... No. Yeah. Right. The only drugs they care about are those over-the-the-street uh, uh, drugs. Right. right. And then they're going to throw your ass away for 20 or maybe even... 30. 30, man. nobody's going to see you no more. Here's that story that you were uh, jonesing for. Ready? I'm ready. Jeremy Scahill on CommonDreams.org asks, A 9-11 conspirator in King Bush's court... While Cindy Sheehan was being dragged from the House gallery moments before President Bush delivered a State of the Union address for wearing a T-shirt honoring her son and the other 2,244 U.S. soldiers killed in Iraq, Turkey al-Faisal was settling into a seat inside the gallery. Faisal, a Saudi, is a man who has met Osama bin Laden and his lieutenants on at least five occasions describing the al-Qaeda leader as a quite a pleasant man. He met multiple times with Taliban leader Mullah Mohammed Omar, Mullahullah Omar. Yet unlike Sheehan, al-Faisal was a welcome guest of President Bush Tuesday night. He's also a man that families of more than 600 victims of 9-11 attacks believe was connected to their loved ones' deaths. Al-Faisal is actually Prince Turkey Al-Faisal, a leading member of the Saudi royal family and the kingdom's current ambassador to the USA, but the bulk of his career was spent at the helm of the feared Saudi intelligence services from 1977 to 2001. Last year, the New York Times pointed out that he personally managed Riyadh's relations with Osama Laden and Mullah Omar of the Taliban. Anyone else who had dealings with even a fraction of the notorious characters the prince has worked with over the years would never make it past a U.S. immigration counter, let alone to the most exclusive offices in Washington. Al-Faisal was also named in a trillion-dollar lawsuit filed by hundreds of 9-11 victims' families who accused him of funding bin Laden's network. Curiously, his tenure as head of Saudi intelligence came to an abrupt and unexpected end ten days before the 9-11 attacks. Should I read that last sentence again? Could you... Curiously, his as head of the Saudi intelligence came to an abrupt and unexpected end ten days before 9-11 attacks. Nobody explained the circumstances under which he left, says Assad Abu Khalil, author of The Battle for Saudi Arabia, Worldly Fundamentalism, and Global Power. We know for sure that he was tasked by the U.S. government back in the late 70s and on to assemble the kind of Muslim fanatical volunteers to help the U.S. and the CIA in a fight against the Soviet communist regime in Afghanistan. In the course of doing that, this man is single-handedly most responsible for the kind of menace that these fanatical groups now pose to the world peace and security. Yet their Al Faisal sat on Tuesday on his ass as President Bush spoke of his war on terror and Cindy Sheehan was being booked. At one point, the cameras even panned directly on Al Faisal, listening intently to Bush. I'm going to do the break and then I'll get back. All right. Finish. I don't want to, like, rush through it. Because there might be five people out there who want to hear about it. How grotesque. And get them all pissed off. We don't want to get pissed off. We got the Super Bowl Sunday, baby. Football. Give me that ball. See, the one thing about the U.S. today that's very disturbing is that people are so passive, you know. They're just uh, like, uh, I, we don't want to. It's kind of like our sports guys, you know. We don't want to. No matter what it is, nothing seems to, I mean, there's a small crew, you know, of people. I mean, back in the 60s when young people started demonstrating everybody else started jumping on the bandwagon and people were like riding in the streets and going crazy and getting shot at Kent State <coughs> and stuff like that. And now it's like, ah, eh, we, we got bigger fish to fry, you know. We got more important crap to worry about. Mm, fried fish. Yeah, not from Canada though. One thirteen at five sixty. WQM. We've got Curtis coming up at two. Eddie K. from the Atlanta Center for the Mad Dog at four. Panthers in the Trashers tonight. It's not too early to be thinking about Valentine's Day. and If you really want to spoil your wife or girlfriend this year, give her what she really wants: a pajama gram. A pajama gram is a great twist on the idea of giving a relaxing gift. She'll receive the best pajamas delivered in a hat box she'll love, along with a lavender sachet, a gift card, and a do not disturb sign, all free. Sending a pajama gram only takes minutes, but she'll think you spent a month planning it. Shop online at pajamagram.com or call 1 800 pjs Find all the top brands from comfy to sexy. Great bath and body gifts, too. All that spa stuff that women just love. Plus the packaging's is amazing; she don't have to wrap it. She'll be so impressed, you won't believe what you're going to get in return. A pajama gram is the perfect gift, and best of all, they'll think of you every time she puts them on. Shop now and have your pajama gram delivered overnight or right on Valentine's Day. Just call one eight hundred Give PJs, or do it online at pajamagram. dot com. That's pajamagram. dot com, and be sure and tell them that old, ancient Neil, who's kicking it beyond ancient style, sent you by one eight hundred Give PJs.
2: This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 G.A.M. You're fairy. In a
3: place that feels just like a bad day at the zoo. Uh, With a uh, black-dressed and dragon. Why Oh, my God. Oh, my God. don't wear pants my <laughs> The
0: for the in yeah, we're doing a hell of a job on them Taliban, man. Sure nice of uh, uh, Colin Powell to give him that $23 million check in May of 2001, wasn't it? Mighty white of them. Nice job, boys. Uh, I poppy. Anyway, getting back to this uh, story from uh, CommonDreams.org about uh, Turkey Al-Faisal, a real Turkey, who was sitting there on his fat ass applauding uh, your president on Tuesday night. The 9-11 family's lawsuit charges that Al-Faisal secretly traveled to the southern Afghan city of Kandahar twice in 1998, where he met with bin Laden's representatives and Taliban leader Mullah Omar. Mullah Mullah Omar, based on sworn testimony from Taliban intelligence chief Mullah Kashgar, whatever his name is, the lawsuit claimed that al-Faisal allegedly received assurances that al-Qaeda would not use the infrastructure in Afghanistan to subvert the royal family's control of the Saudi government. In return, according to the lawsuit, the Saudis promised not to seek bin Laden's extradition or the closing of his training bases. Al-Faisal also allegedly promised Mullah Omar financial assistance. Shortly after the meetings, the Saudis reportedly shipped the Taliban 400 new pickup trucks. According to the London Observer, Cash Car also said that al-Faisal arranged for donations to be made directly to al-Qaeda and bin Laden by a well, group of wealthy Saudi businessmen. Mullah is that's his name, by the way, K-A-K-S-H-R. Mullah Khashar's sworn statement implicates Prince Turkey as the facilitator of these money transfers in support of the Taliban, al-Qaeda, and international terrorism, according to lawsuit. A heck of a guy. Heck of a job, Turkey. Al-Faisal does not deny he traveled to Afghanistan in 98 for meetings with Mullah Omar, but insists it was to convey an official Saudi request to extradite Osama Yamama. Al-Faisal has a long history in Afghanistan. He worked closely in the 80s with both the CIA and the Mujahideen that would later form both al-Qaeda and the Taliban. Ultimately, a judge dismissed the 9/11 family's lawsuit against Al-Faisal and his cohorts, saying U.S. courts lacked jurisdiction over the matter, but many of those families fir- firmly believe that Al-Faisal was connected to the attacks that killed their loved ones. The obvious question is, how does the president justify the ejection of a gold star mother from the State of the Union while openly welcoming a man believed by hundreds of victims' families to be connected to the attack Bush uses to justify every shred of his violent policies? During his speech, Bush said, it is said that prior to the attacks of September the 11th, our government failed to connect the dots of the conspiracy. Perhaps he should have just looked over his wife's shoulder up there in the gallery during the State of the Union. As if he didn't know. That, that right. one line. Curiously, his tenure as head of the Saudi intelligence came to an abrupt and unexpected end just ten days before the 9-11 attack. Man, start connecting them dots. What's dots? Yeah, exactly. Well, you're not going to see no uh, boobies at halftime Sunday. The Janet Jackson ripple effect, or it says should be that should it be ripple effect? No, I think it should be Janet Jackson nipple effect. Right. <laughs> has finally come around at the game that started it all. Sunday's Super Bowl will be on a five-second tape delay pregame, postgame, and halftime show. Got that? Got it. ABC has had the same five-second delay on this Monday Night Football broadcast, but this will be a first for the big game. According to NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy, the decision to delay the Super Bowl was entirely up to ABC, which delays other live entertainment programming. When in doubt, it out. Joyce it out. Fox didn't delay of its broadcast the game last year. ever telling CBS News at the time it was treating the broadcast as a news event. The halftime performer was Paul McCartney. Well, an old toad like Paul McCartney, he ain't going to, like, uh, whip nothing out, you know. CBS probably wishes it had delayed the game the year before that. However, when Jackson revealed at halftime the 2004 contest helped prompt the ensuing worldwide, uh, wide-scale tape delays of live programming, with an assist from the FCC decision that Bono's effort on the live Golden Globes was indecent. Well, guess what? F them. The delay gives monitors a chance to bleep audio or snip video that might offend viewers or legislators. Oh, we sure don't want to offend the legislators. Right, yeah. The Super Bowl halftime show this year features another British rocker, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, who have already run afoul of the ABC football content controllers. Jagger got bleeped for language on ABC on two occasions when the Stones performed at a kickoff of the NFL season in September. But Mick and Mickey have been tight this year with Monday Night Football working Stone songs in the NFL broadcast and promos. Mick and Mickey. According to a radio news report of an interview with Jagger, when asked about the halftime content, he joked that ABC was worried about how many times he would say the F word. One, chimed in a voice that sounded like a bandmate. He also added that the network was worried about uretha Franklin stripping during the star. Oh
2: <laughs> God!
0: During the Star Spangled Banner, that yeah. would be obscene, man. We're all worried about Talk that Talk about right? indecent. Woo-hoo. Elsewhere on in the indecency bull front, the Christian Coalition is making the marking the second anniversary of the Janet Jackson reveal <clears throat> by loudly complaining that no bill boosting indecency fines or tightening FCC enforcement has yet to pass. The Christian Coalition, who have decided that there are censors for all of us. Another one, another group of self. I would like to uh, focus on the family and the parents. Uh, whatever that thing is, PTC. Given ABC's delay, at least the coalition is likely to see a repeat performance. Coalition President Roberta Combs opined in a statement that her congressional advice had not been followed. A bill by Representative Fred Upton of Michigan, which boosts the Republican, of course, which boosts the fines from a maximum of 5 per violation of a half a million, passed easily in the House. But a similar bill is in the, in the cooling saucer of the Senate, authored by Republican Sam Brownback of Kansas, a certifiably crazy person, has not gotten any traction. That's in part because the bipartisan backing of the bill has slipped a bit as liberals saw the threat of censorship of edgy content. Even some conservatives in the general populace cooled, realizing that a different political majority might threaten speech that they were in favor of. Oh, get that Rush Limbaugh, that pill and phony fat ass off the air. Stuff like that. Yeah. Funny, I very very seldom see moderates or liberals screaming. Oh, get so and so off the air, you know. Yeah. Even even if they hate them like poison, they're Yeah. They
6: even
0: they all these goody two shoes, so much better for us. Oh, it's obscene! Get it off! We don't like it. Well, you know what? Don't watch it. Get lost, your mama. How much of a sports nerd are you? We got about a thousand votes, thousand twenty-eight. It's not even one thirty yet. Aren't you just shocked? Yeah, whatever. You're not. Just don't care no more. You don't care about well, sports. I work. You don't here. care about the poll. Don't care about the fact we kicked ass of those losers down the street. Of course, why should you be anybody, uh, different from anybody else? In oh, I, I, knew, I knew we would uh, kick ass
6: once you started uh, beating on it. I didn't know by yeah. how much, though. I didn't know it would be
0: so uh, overwhelming. 7,531 yeah. vote margin. How much of a sport nerd are you? I'm a fan, not a nerd. 335. I have some interest, but not big time. 297. I hate everybody. 95. Total nerd. Total sports nerd. 50. Get help, please. I have no interest. 46. I love to shower with the guys. 46. That sounds Interesting. All depending on the guys, not the football players. I hate this poll forty-five. I hate spectator sports thirty-nine. Only for gambling purposes twenty-six. I only watch one sport twenty-four. I'm a jockster for thirteen. Is there anything else besides sports twelve? Good cross section there. It's an excellent poll. Thank you for a wonderful job. And you even added uh, some crap. Not much. Right. Five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. And look at that phone. Well, that's because I've been rambling on for a very long time, you know. Maybe maybe we're done on the phone, you think? Well, once no, that don't. delay catches up, though, you'll that's see. Right. 30 seconds. How many? About 30, man. No. 30. I think we got like seven 30 minute delays, which makes like uh, 210 seconds, which last time I checked, that's, uh, what is that? About three and a half minutes. <laughs> see? There you go. It's 30.
4: W- Qam, hello. Yes, um, I was wondering, uh, there was a, pa- a, a, a poll the other day, and it was about, I think, closed restaurants that were really good. And someone said to MyCard that it was closed. and I was No,
0: no, no. somebody uh, started that rumor. You see, you know, the MyCard not closed. It's still there.
4: Yeah, I thought so, because I saw it on the paper today. And for listeners that are interested, there's a happy hour. Your second drink is free. And they have, some, I think it's five to six or four to five appetizers or half-price.
0: Uh-huh.
4: So I th- in the bars. So what, what
6: are the dinner specials this week?
4: I don't know.
3: <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> okay,
0: listen, I hope they uh, give you a 50% off anyway for your efforts.
3: Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: She don't work there. She uh, just, uh, no, just... She's just trying to be helpful. You and right away, there you no question her integrity, her motivation. No wonder your wife hates you like poison. My God, right. your uh, relationships with women are sorely lacking.
6: Yeah, that's right. They're lacking. As I yeah. don't have many. That's or, what I'm saying.
0: WQAM. Hello. Like no, mother, for example. Look at that bad relationship there. Yes,
8: sir.
4: Hey, good afternoon. Listen, I've been at work running around like crazy in heaven. Uh, I've been missing you here for the last year. Did anybody ever call and tell you about Ariel Sharon? What about him? Well, I was listening on the uh the you had said that uh, we're wondering about his condition because nobody said anything for a while about him. Right. Well, I was listening to the radio yesterday. I think it was uh, IOD. And they had a news report that the doctors, uh, you're going to love this. The doctors had inserted a tube, a feeding tube into in him. Exactly. Yeah. And he's in a coma, and they said that if, even if he does come out of the coma, he's probably not going to be able to speak or. Um, exactly. So, I, like I said, I, I was the same way. I hadn't heard anything about him. Just like a, well,
0: they're sure keeping it pretty quiet, I'll tell you that.
4: So, anyway, I thought you'd... Uh, you notice how it's we were that. like
0: hyperventilating. Every time he farted, they gave us the aroma there for a couple of days, and now they got off of that, and we don't know from nothing. Well, thanks for the good news, Pally. <laughs> yeah,
4: okay, and uh, okay. Uh, I don't know if they're going to remove the feeding tube or not. Tube! Well, I'm <laughs>
0: sure that fat-ass Governor Bush will get involved, in it. he'll take, he'll take care of it.
4: Thanks a <laughs> lot, Have a lot, nice Pally.
0: weekend. Thank you. You too. In fact, the governor has become the... shoo ...governor, and we'd like to tell him where to stick it. 27 after 1, I'll tell you where to go for a fantastic meal, Terra Steakhouse. Boy, uh, lucky that we got it in South Florida now. Whether you live near downtown Fort Lauderdale or not, it's worth the trip no matter where you are because Terra Steak and Lobster House on the 17th Street Causeway is unbelievable. You'll find them. uh, Terra will be there, by the way, almost any given night. She greets the guests in her new 200-seat restaurant and lounge, and she's now bringing the East Coast residents the same fantastic food, the same great Terra Dining experience, which earned her Marco Island restaurant near-perfect marks in the Zagat survey, and a Wine Spectator Award of Excellence wine list that now boasts over 380 selections from the world's greatest wine regions. Try the wine. The main attraction of Tourist Steak and Lobster House, though, is just like the name would suggest to you, fantastic juicy steak and delicious mouth-watering lobster, although they do a fine job with everything on the menu, from their cognac-infused lobster bisque to mom's classic crab cakes, their selection of fresh seafood and chops, too. Regarded by many as the Peter Luger of the South, Terra incorporates family recipes to complete the menu. Sauces and dressings made fresh in-house every day. Hand-selected, dry-aged short loins used to prepare their signature porterhouse for one, two, three, or four are served cut away from the bone on a sizzling platter they melt in your mouth. Sweet and tender is the only way to describe Terra's three- to six-pound main lobster collection, which are prepared steamed, broiled, stuffed with lump crab meat, or with a filet for the ultimate surf and turf, whatever you like them. And now being stone crab season, Terra is quickly becoming the stone crab house as well. No need to fight traffic to go to Miami to get those jumbo sweeties, but be sure and reserve them in advance because they go fast. Don't miss Terra's Happy Hour every Monday through Friday with two-for-one specialty drinks or their complimentary wine tasting every Thursday from 530 to 730 when you stay around for dinner. Terra Steak and Lobster House, you'll find them at 1430 Southeast 17th Street, Causeway in Fort Lauderdale. You're going to love this place. Call Terra's at 954 765 or on the web, it's tarastakeandlobsterhouse.com. Don't forget, when the subject is Great Steak, you'll keep hearing about Terras all the time because more and more people are going to discover this is the place. 954-765-6202.
2: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. (laughs) It's Friday, you bastard.
3: If anybody has opinion. Descending from our way We'll place your name into the system As enemy of the state Don't even bother to question Just follow under Everybody's turning places Just USA In the act of patriotism We're watching all of you Everyone got a suspicion So watch what you do This for information And all you mindless fools In Bush fatherland nation USA. You gotta hate those Jews and Clinton if I too. Believe everything we tell you and the state run you. Blood war and gold bread. fill up your escalade. A ruben Cheney Bush can you? Facts USA. We don't like to see our jobs go. A economy's good. We're fascinated by J-Lo. Don't read no stupid books. All our interesting. The tax American way. Ha-ha-ha. Everybody's turning fascist.
6: I'm just thinking maybe
3: a lot of these
0: uh, hysterical Muslims all pissed off about them comics. Uh, Maybe they need, like, an anger management course.
6: You know, that's not a bad idea.
0: Yeah. Every time one of them ex-jocks or current jocks, you know, goes and beats up his girlfriend or wife or both, you know, maybe he needs anger management. That's a funny idea. All the sports nerds always say that crap, you know. Nice cop-out. Yeah, let's have some uh, gigantic anger management courses for the Muslims. We can put them, like, on T V. Give them all a big screen to sit around and watch. And then like throw throwing some magic carpets, too, at the same time. You making fun of our flying carpets? No, I wish I had one. Save a hell of a lot of money on them damn plane trips. You don't need a flying carpet. And that's true. You ferry. Wittenberg, Wisconsin. Authorities had no trouble locating the suspect after getting called by a pedestrian attacking two moving cars. He was the one with no clothes on. <laughs> oh. Police said the first complaint came in about 9.36 yesterday morning after a woman encountered a naked man on a road. As she drove around him, he charged the vehicle, hit the right fender, and jumped on the hood, smashing the windshield and breaking off the passenger side mirror, authority said. It doesn't say what he hit the vehicle with, but... He slid off and was lying on the road, but got up into a football-type stance and charged the second vehicle as it approached damaging a fender. A football-type stance, you know, like squatting. Right. Huh? He he was doing the squats, I guess. I don't know what else they would be talking about. I got into squatting. Yeah, that's what we heard. Uh, He then opened the door, climbed in, and sat down. An ambulance got to the scene ahead of sheriff's deputies. Had no trouble with the man. Sergeant uh, Staber Cook said the 42-year-old man was taken for medical treatment and psychological assessment. His name was not released. The motors were not injured. Well, there you go. Maybe he's just going out to get a new wardrobe, which I need badly, you know. How's my wardrobe coming, by the way? (laughs) <laughs> when I stop and think about the way you were talking about Roger Magdalene, oh, that outfit he used to wear to work at R D every day. Every day. On my baggiest pants day, I don't think I could ever, <laughs> no, I could never even come close And I never to did get into
6: that. the, um, I don't know what he wore cologne-wise or perfume-wise, but he sure wore a lot too much. of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we've been through that thing. I, I know some people that, you know, like I've always said, it's one thing to smell good, but it's such a thing as smelling too good. Like the crow, for example, you know. A little cashmere bouquet, ain't all that bad, but the whole can—I don't think so. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless line. The big news is we kicked some big juicy ass, and even bigger news—you know something? I'm not surprised. Nothing surprises me. You just wait till that March first thirtieth anniversary show. It's only let's see, there's only twenty-eight days in February this year because it's not leap year, so mm-hmm. we got twenty-five more days this month. So that means like twenty-six days, less than four weeks. Then they're gonna put a, then they're gonna put on the Ritz. You know what I mean? Lies and crackers. I'll bet. It's gonna be like uh, I'm telling you, like ticker tape parades. They're gonna be coming in there with like all kinds of costumes on, bands, all the dancing girls, like in the Godfather. There, take your pick. Most of them will look like the Water Nazi, but nevertheless, five six pond oh, five sixty pound. They're just oblivious. You're right. We're in a different world. And uh, why, why don't I, this, I promise? No, no, please. No, I'm no. I'm, I'm never gonna say it again. I accept it. I understand. I don't like it. But I, and, that, and that's why they pretend they didn't get that email the other night. Because, uh, you know, the, that, w- that would require addressing that issue, and it's never going to change. We are here, and you are there. You understand? Know we we're are f- here. David Mole. Yeah. yeah. And you? WDQIM, w- hello.
5: George is such a freaking fan.
0: WQIM,
4: hello. <sighs> Afternoon, sir. Yes, sir. Um. <clears throat> <sighs> First of all, two, two things. I just printed that article that, uh, that you just read about, uh, good old Princess,
7: uh, Princess uh, Prince
4: Turkey. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to, a few folks at, uh, work that were talking about, uh, Cindy the other day.
7: Oh, uh, really? And her,
4: yeah. And you know, Fame her. On
7: her. She actually, her, she actually her, had the nerve to wear it. Too. Yeah. And her
4: horrible meeting with, uh, Chavez, you know, because down yeah. here, if you meet with Chavez, you're automatically right. in That's with right. Fidel, You know, the that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, second is, I don't know if you, if you guys saw this story, um but I was uh reading earlier that the uh Hamas so is not. uh is putting on their own T V channel. Maybe they can run the uh repentant Shiite or whatever that uh repentant yeah, so the Shiite There you go. Um that was right. it. That was my thought. Thanks a lot, All right.
0: see ya. Well there you go, there's like a real caller with a real brain. How do you like wow. that? Who printed out that story about Turkey Al Faisal? Man. And, of course, you know what we got to do with turkeys, because they are kind of a bird. Get them before they get us. Too late now in his case, I guess, huh? A little bit. Let me say it. Saudi Arabia. That's where we need to be doing Obama yeah. grande. Saudi Arabia. They should have gone there and hooked up that gigantic... Phew. the oil and said, all you ragheads, get out of here now. The party's over. Get lost. We're getting divorced. But, no... And, of course, why would they do that? Because they're in business That's uh, together. Right. You know, That's a lot right. of money in that uh, black That's why stuff. Why we
6: attack their rival, their yeah. enemy,
0: instead? <sighs> Don't get all whipped up about it. It'd be Sorry, weird. Then, just... then I'll start regressing back into this thing about who did Mo. you know? Who did Mo? 1,061 votes on our poll today. We really, uh, we're, we're just, we're emotional. We're so excited about what's happening here this week. Over the top. W Q Y M, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? All right.
5: I know how you how much you like uh, South Florida Swine Company, in other words, a.k.a. the police department. Yeah. Um, oh, there's, yeah. There, <laughs> if you want to see uh, a segment on Channel 4, which shows uh how they get them all riled up, they do this investigative report where they go in and the guys basically have a complaint against an officer of the department, and uh, they go to the 38 departments in South Florida. He goes in and asks for a form to file a complaint. Of uh-huh. the 38 departments, only three have an actual form. Everyone else basically wants the world. You uh, have to go through these channels, and you got to do that. And... I-, I think
0: some of them, if you go in and make a complaint, they just yeah, they just respond like that, real quick.
5: Well, well, the funny thing about the whole thing is you should see how the guy goes in and just gets some like, really riled up, you know, to the point where one, one, one officer actually escorted him off the property almost at gunpoint. It was it an amazing thing. You see these guys, I mean... It's like four or five different offices from these different departments. It's like really amazing how these, they get all routed up. I well, thank God there are no
0: bad cops, man. Thank God for that. Because <laughs> if there were, we'd yeah. have some real problems. multi Absolutely. And, okay, Kelly. Uh, all right, have a good one. And when it pick take out. Speaking of. 140, 20 till 2. We got Curtis Stevenson at 2. We got in the revolving Moa slot. You know Moa had a revolving slot? A good God. Yeah, that's why he got all in my well. Uh, e. K. Is that who he so he can sit and spin? Uh, okay. Oh, sit and spin isn't that the game he played at Monte Carlo? Sit and spin over at uh, the casino. Yeah. Eddie <laughs> at the uh, Yenta Center at four o'clock. We'll get you all whipped up for that big hockey game. I would imagine might we'll talk a little about the stupid bowl probably. Panther preview at seven with the uh, Jesse Agler. I'm sure. Am I right? Okay. Well, I don't know. What about Josh? Does Josh know? What? And then the uh, Panthers and the Thrashers, seven thirty. Lenny and uh, Troy, Lenny Martez, and Troy. See, it's not only outside the rest of the building. Now, now it's degenerating like inside our own studio now.
6: Why should we care more than they do?
0: That's true. They don't care. We don't care either. How do you like that? We can match you for indifference. How do you like that? Your mama. Eh. You think you've seen apathy? Yeah. We can be a thousand. I'm just going to play hey. that a hundred years gone by thing uh, every day for four hours. Oh, good guy. And still get a bigger number than you. Do know that. Nineteen oh two at QAM would.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> Who smells it, tells it has always been my time Who would get that old oh girl, that gets it so far I blame others, but it's me that's so foul Another one is coming from my back Listen to my thoughts my ass cheese spread in two, listen to my fart, the sweet smell of my poo. You don't like what you're smelling, but it's great to me. Listen to my fart, and it was an essay.
0: Yeah, we can, uh, we can smell them, we can sniff them, we just can't hear them. Right. That's what it's all about. Well, at least that's uh, something. 14 till 2 at QAM, 2 anti-caster radio commentator Armando Perez Roa. How do you say that? R-O-U-R-A, Roa. R-O-U-R-A, Roa. Right. What is it? Roa. No, not A. There's no A. Oh, sorry. Does, why did I ask you? Does not subscribe a. to the leftist interviews of Cuban dissident Oscar Espinosa Chepe? But Espinosa thinks that didn't stop Perez Rora from plagiarizing one of his articles. According to a letter Espinosa wrote from Havana, Perez Rora, copied most of a column he wrote in September, word for word, from a column Espinosa wrote four days before. The copycat twist comes at a time when the older first generation of exiles and younger opposition members on the island are trying to reconcile their respective roles in a post-Castro Cuba, in a climate tinged equally with a spirit of cooperation and mistrust. Espinosa was one of 75 opposition members rounded up by Cuban security agents in 2003 and convicted in swift summary trials. He was released from prison for medical reasons in late 2004 and continues reporting as an independent journalist. On September 14th, Espinosa published an article entitled El final de Una Industria, The End of an Industry. Uh, why? I said burp. About the demise of Cuba's sugar production. Four days later, the Miami-based Spanish-language daily Diario de uh, las Americas published Perez Rauras sin azucar no hay país. Well, am I doing a fine job in reading that Espanol, man. Azucar. I beg your pardon? It's not azucar. What did I say?
6: You said you say azucar all the time.
0: Azucar. Oh, that no hay país. Much, much better. I thought I was doing a good job reading this, and then you start with that spick stuff. Raura. Azucar. You're going to start with that Celia Cruz crap again? We're going to have to go back to right, right, that.
3: I am Celia Cruz and I am dead now. I got to remember when I was alive. I will to do anything wrong with
0: it. As a matter of fact, she's the one that
6: says Azucar. Right. These are no, pronounced she... like S's for what it's worth. What?
0: Azucar. Raura. To my surprise, this work coincided with one of mine, Espinosa, wrote in a January 9 letter to the editor of Diario de Las Americas and Cubanet, the U.S. government subsidized website that published Espinoza article. That's Cubanet. See, that's what happens when you get sucked into thinking you were getting real fancy with Espinosa. Cubanet, not Cubanet. Jesus, what an idiot. I have a cabinet. Yeah, that's what I heard. I feel an elemental fairness, if the works and investigations of other authors are used, at least they should be credited appropriately. An examination by the hero shows that more than three-fourths of Perez Raura's column published February 18th, about uh, in about 500 or 660 words were an exact copy of Espinosa's, and the column doesn't credit or cite Espinosa. And he says, oh, but a be better boop your mama, whatever. Azuc- azucar. And so I haven't got an accent on to it too, so there's no excuse for my very bad Espanol. It really is. Well, not that right. I give a crap. You don't care. That, that's a good excuse. No, I don't. And just like you don't care about the Super Bowl, and I don't care about the uh, speaking and pani. I could care less. No I'm having enough trouble speaking English. We got a thousand seventy-four votes on that poll today. How much of a sports nerd are you? I have no predictions on the Super Bowl now. Who are you rooting for? Uh, George says the Steelers. I, I'm, I not gonna know, the I, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. They used to root for Seahawks. Just to piss Canada. off Josh, because you can't believe that anybody who even has a minimal interest in sports. But but it is true that a lot of people who are just uh, very, very uh, minimally interested, whether it's the World serious, they might not watch a baseball game all year long, but it's a happening, so they watch the World serious. See?
6: Yeah, it's like something to do, you
0: know. And it's a, a big barbecue, happening, man. It's an event. Whatever. It's ballyhooed and something to do and yada, yada all of the other crap. And, of course, the Super Bowl is number one in that category. Now, the Stanley Cup Finals, does anybody care about that outside south of the border? No, unless their team is in it. Nobody cares. Panthers and the Thrasher's night should be, uh, well, I don't know. But at least the Thrasher's score a lot of goals, I can tell you that. Exciting team. Go out there and just, because I heard a rumor that uh, the Hurricanes, you know, they had to have that new on-campus arena. Somebody I know went to a game, uh, what did they play, Wake Forest Wednesday night? Yeah, he said it, was, it was, the wake part was correct. Because the arena, they didn't want to build it too big to make it look embarrassing with like thousands of empty seats, so they only made 7,000 seats. And he said there were maybe 3,000 people there. Maybe. So what, what was the need for that? Other than, of course, this concept that we have to have a stadium and an arena on every street corner to make the sports nerds happy?
6: Well, you know, it'll bring more people to sports.
0: That's correct. WQAM, Hello.
3: Hi Neil,
4: I just wanted to tell you that I'm out here listening to you every day, and right. you're a great company, and George is good too. And one more thing, I like when you do the Balance for Life commercials and you call mm-hmm. people fat cows. That's funny.
0: Well, uh, listen, it takes one to know one. That's what I always say.
4: It's funny though. Have a um, great day. Have a great you, day, Jorge.
0: You too. Well, thank you. Bye bye. Well, we are fat cows. Well, I'm not. Uh, maybe like a, well, a small I'm, I'm cow. I'm working on it. Are you really? That's what I'm trying to calm 191 down. One ninety one on the scale this morning, not too bad for me, but the only bad news about that, I'm so sorry she brought up about uh, weight, because I smell that aroma. You know, It just put me in a uh, food coma. i got to have pasta, man. Not a good idea. No. Oh, there's uh, Hugo Chavez and Fidel hugging and kissing. and.
3: Kissing flags. flags.
0: Yeah. Well, whatever. The whole world is full of crooks, that's all I can tell you. At any rate... Maybe just a can of Franco-American with a slice of Swiss cheese in it, melted. I'm not going to do that. That's that, 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 that's like about a once every five-year kind of a no, thing. Oh yeah, right? don't do it. Why? You don't. You never do had it. it, but nevertheless, it sounds bad. So if I was going to actually do that, that I should. Huh? You've
6: already had it. You know what it's all about. So the you know onward and
0: upward. Okay. 12, what is it? 12, 151. Oh, God. Oh, I know. (laughs) It scared the hell out of me. I looked at that clock and for just a second I thought, this can't be happening to me. Well, it's been been a a very high-pressure week, high energy on this show. We single-handedly kicked the crap out of the guys that the rest of the station should have been dealing with, should have been confronting them head-to-head, but no. We
3: don't want to. We don't want to.
0: See, it's that ostrich attitude. If we just no. don't talk about it, they'll go don't away. They'll disappear. One, see? they don't want They don't even know what you They you're don't want to about. participate. They don't want to like, stand up for themselves like a man, like Marlon Brando said. Don't you remember? In The Godfather when Al That's Martino. Right.
3: Oh, I don't know what to do. You can act like a man. You man.
0: What's, the you? What's the matter from you? We don't want to. So we uh, did it. Final vote on that poll, by the way, was WQAM 10,543. And so 90 to ticket it. 3,012. We beat him by 7,531 by more than 3 to 1. So who the hell are they kidding? Alan Brown. You can send out all the emails, all the memos, and text again to Joe Rose for bringing that email over. So really inspired me yesterday. And that's who, going, Joe. We still loved it? I say Joe Rose 2 to 4. Huh? Hey, that would work. And then I know who could, I could, know who, who could fill this morning slot over there. Man, that would be sweet. One fifty three at 5.60 WQM, the air... Friday, you bastard. One fifty eight. we got Curtis uh, sitting by, and he'll be along in the uh, rotating slot. How does it feel to be in a rotating slot? Oh, it's a spin. Is it really? It's a blind. Is it like a free spin? Reasonable. Of course, you never played Wheel of Fortune. You never played the slots at all, huh? Uh,
6: that, why do we keep going over this? I played the slots a lot. I won money at it, like about yeah. 150 bucks when I was in Vegas. Maybe I had to be confused
0: uh, with Josh. Must have been. But you never played. Uh, I would rather. Action. I would rather play
6: blackjack. I, I don't remember what I was playing when I was. Well, playing. that's bad. Whatever was open, what playing.
0: Whatever was. Maybe it was. By. Maybe it was uh, sevens. It Could have been. And then they got. I I, I walk right by them. And I and then of course now they got all these like computerized uh, games with these. Uh, what would you like? Digital. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, I like digital. I I have no idea how those things even work, and I I don't even want to go into it. Anyway, in the Brides War combats, I wanted to get this in. This is in the British online Sun. Two lesbian soldiers have become the first army gays to get wed. The Sun can reveal that's W E D. Private Sonia Gold, 19, and Vanessa Haydock, 18, tied the knot under new civil laws in uh, the UK. eh? Vanessa, based at Halvington, wilts said it was wonderful to get married, and being the first was the being the first to get married was the icing on the cake. We want to be together forever, she said. Boy, if you saw these two. With their real short, tight hair, yeah. you know, the real, yeah. real butch. In fact, almost bald, now that I look wow. at this.
6: Well, they just got out of the military, right?
0: I see. And Sonia told us she couldn't wait the time to time the went when Vanessa proposed after they fell for each other while training. I don't know what they were training for, but... I'll tell you. The pair, both Privates in Royal Logistics Corps, uh, Corps, married under new civil partnership laws, and yada, yada, yada. So there you go, man. A couple of really... And you know something? What's wrong with Dykes, huh? Nothing. There you go. They're great. That's our. Remember, I like Ike. Well, what's wrong with I like Dyke? Let's I like everybody a get a uh, get a little button and a sticker. Right. You go. Okay. Below. Listen. Go Steelers or go Seahawks. Whatever you want, and we'll be watching to something else. Bye bye bye. <laughs>